Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Atomic, which is an RPG developed by Enterplay for the Superstation in 1992. Yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of a, a weird one because this is our, and we'll get to this a little bit later, but this is our first two-part Superstation episode. Yeah. I uh, didn't expect this game to be this big. <laughs> most, most of those are done in one. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that almost never happens, but this one uh, is big enough to break into two. So just for people who are following along um, on this episode, we are going to be doing just the main quest mm -hmm. uh, things. And uh, in the next episode, we'll be tackling all the side content and companion quests, things like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of the bulk and a lot of like the charm of the game is in there, yeah. but it's rather than you can do a lot of that stuff in any order. It gets confusing to try to parse it into one thing. So it makes sense to separate them. Yeah. Um, a little bit of that's going to bleed through. Um, yes. But that's more when it supports what's going on in the main thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's also one of those things too, where it is there. We, the ways that we know that it bleeds through, like we'll talk about, but there are some of them we could get wrong. Yeah. Uh, Cause as we'll get into, this is a thing. This is a game with a, that is more complicated than it lets on. Whew. Um, <laughs> Boy, is it? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's tricky stuff. So mm -hmm. um, essentially kind of like the, the history uh, this, as we mentioned, is developed by Enterplay, um, and this was uh, the people who made it, the, the specific people behind the game, were a bunch of people who were people who worked on PC games. Yeah, and, and it's uh, that complexity. Yeah, 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 absolutely, and and kind of had like dollar signs in their eyes. Um, the, <laughs> the Superstation, like everybody had one of those, had this huge market saturation. Mm -hmm. um, so they had previously done games that were kind of minor hits, like Strength and Sorcery 2. Um, these are the same guys who did uh, Solar Command, Triumph of the Thuggish Wizards console, mm -hmm. um, which were like modest hits. Yeah. But it was limited because at the time, this was still something where not every home had a PC. Right. Uh, so they wanted to get, you know, kind of make that money. Yeah. Um, money, please. <laughs> please, my <laughs> hand is outstretched. Money, please. <laughs> oh. Hills. <laughs> The worst person. <laughs> God, General Ralph feels a treasure. Our two children who are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you've got me wanting to go back to that. Go back to that it's show. Like, you know, like I, I still, I loved it. Like I love that show. Mm -hmm. I think I like the ending of The Office a little bit more. Like mm -hmm. the final episode. Like it's very sweet, but the last season of Parks and Rec, like it's a real curveball. Yeah. It's so the experimental stuff I like. Uh -huh. Right. So like when it's doing the you know weird future stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm into that. And yeah. then the run of Goodbye episodes, it's like the last, like, five of them or so. Yeah. Or just, like, a little much. Mm -hmm. You know, just, like, a little, like, 
light on jokes and heavy on kind of back padding in a weird way. And I also think that like, you know, how in Simpsons, people talk about Jorgas Homer. Yeah. Like Andy got so much worse in that show. Yeah. As that show went on, they make him such a cartoon. Like early on, he at the very least seemed like he seems like a doofus, but That's, like a it's doofus weird because too, he's like more a human like, doofus. He's more outright an asshole at the beginning, but like he became more of a cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, he's just one hundred percent unbelievable. Yeah, like near the end where he's he's just like a, like an idiot of which could not function. Like, why does April <laughs> yeah. like this guy? He's he's unintelligent to to like a bag of rocks. Like he's yeah. way too stupid to be around anybody. Yeah, well, I mean, like Andy explicitly like, like or that guy's character, Chris Pratt, plays him like a dog. Is the, is yeah, the yeah. thing <laughs> like and, so and more so as the show goes on like, yeah, it's like yeah. just eventually uh yeah he, he he loses a sense of human agency uh and reverts to his feral state yep yeah. and becomes like essentially a dog like yeah. other characters in the show like get better like ron gets so much better oh yeah as the show gets on and and Chris, and andy just got so much worse mm-hmm. you know yeah. So this character who was kind of a delight early on became somewhere was like wow when it focuses on this guy i'm like less into it <laughs> yeah so, yeah, I, I just want to take that moment when he puts his mouth over the, uh, or when, when he tries to put his mouth fountain? over the yeah, drinking fountain, just want to take Wait. that and bottle it up. I love that. One of my, and in kind of like the mid late game before he completely goes off the, the deep end, one of the biggest laughs I got in the thing is when his tooth gets knocked out and he says five second rule and puts it, tries to put it back in. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> that's extremely good. Like the, the, drinking the soda, just ow, ow, <laughs> ow. Oh. I, I looked it up, Leslie, and it looks like you have network connectivity issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, um, no, it's well. good. It's a very good show. No. Um, yeah, it's a it's a feel good show too. It's like that and Bob's yeah. Burgers for me are like I'll put that yeah. on and feel fine. It's very sweet, sweet hearted. Yeah. Uh, man, we got off track really fast. Oh yeah, no, I, <laughs> I just wrapped it up last night though. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, I get all the John Raffio out of my system. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they came to the superstation late, um, and also had mm-hmm. kind of, you know, this had a bit of a troubled production, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it was almost canceled, um, and kind was, of re, was, re, go ahead. It was, it was almost canceled and like redone. Like they were yeah. going to, you know, they wanted to, uh, the superstation people wanted to have them put it out for the superstation plus. Right, right. And they, that would be good. Like this game would benefit from, from mm-hmm. that, but they ran out of money. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, this either, you know, we put this out now because we need cash or we don't put it out. Right. So it ended up being a bit of a Hail Mary pass. Yep. Yeah. Like, like, like a little bit like, um, uh, uh, uh ultimate Fantastica, which yeah. is like the, the story with that for the, yeah. So, um, but it had a champion. So like it was gonna, it was gonna not come out. Um, but the Superstation of America CEO, uh, Howie Frillip, um, the Chomster as he's known, uh, kind of came out swinging for it. He had become a fan yeah. and decided to say like, no, we can actually get this out on this thing and, and kind of bail you guys out. Yeah. That's something, you know, so uh, console life cycles have gotten incredibly long and it gets harder mm. and harder to kind of tell, um, you know, like what, what's, uh, you know, when, when something will be a late and there's so much bleed over, but like that was such a huge thing of just like, yeah, this is going to be uh, the very last year of relevancy for this system, but we're going to knock it out of the park. Right. Yeah. 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 And this, and, and this game does in like a bunch of ways. It's just weirdly, you know, it sits kind of on that, that fault line, yeah. you know, where it would have been, uh, would have been a lot better on the Superstation Plus, would have been a lot more stable and ran faster and smoother and everything like that. But instead, 
ends up being one of the more like complicated, interesting things that came out on the previous generation. Mm-hmm. It could have been something that was a better overall product, but maybe less, you know, like a a, a good a good fish in a medium pond versus mm-hmm. a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So. Um, so also uh, as kind of a knock on effect from this being made by a bunch of PC people. Uh, who went over to console, this does not really adhere to an awful lot of RPG tropes. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, <laughs> in fact, a lot of it kind, kind of seems to uh, be playing off of the familiarity of those and then subverting them or, um, you know, uh, just play, playing against your expectation, right? Yes. Yeah, this is, this is my favorite thing about the game. Like, there's, there's things we'll get into it. There's stuff I don't like, but this is the thing that is my favorite, um, which is that instead of doing auto battles... Like you would in like Warrior Dragon or something, you do, you have tacts, uh, T A C T S, which is a doesn't sound good coming out of your mouth. It sounds like you're <laughs> tacts, like it sounds like there's an extra syllable yeah. in there. Um, but this is what they do instead of kind of conflicts in the game. It feels very tabletopy to me. Yeah. Um, in a really good way. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely <laughs> leads to a very smooth experience. You're not like tapa tapping your way through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it would be good. Yeah, so let, let's explain them just because for people who have not played at all, like what these things are. Yeah. Um, so what's great about this? Um, in another game where it would like plunge you into a battle and you're going in and fighting, uh, what it actually does is present you with these conflicts. And then the game has uh, so much going on under the hood to um, kind of check for different possibilities of things that you can do based on uh, just any number of factors. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some of them are very obvious, like wh- who you have in your party, like how you're, well you're equipped, what your skills or stats are and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are not uh, super obvious. Um, like a lot of them have to do with like world state, you know, how much of questing have you done? Um, there's one in a side quest that we'll talk about next episode where it depends on which way your character is facing, mm-hmm. um, which is just really crazy. Yeah. Uh, so the game checks all these things and just presents you with options. So instead of being like a turn by turn fight for most, most of the fights or most of the conflicts, you just have kind of a general overview of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you either like, I am going to, you know, you can still fight. Uh, and whatever, when you do, it kind of just determines the results of that and gives you what would happen if you fought. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you fight a monster in the field, um, it looks at all those things and it says, you know, during this fight, you, uh, you lost five HP from this character, two HP from this character, you gain 30 XP and this many pogs, which is the currency in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you say, uh, you know, I sneak, um, it's a, it tests all your things to see if you're, you're successful. If you're successful, you know, it says you successfully sneak past the monster. You get this many XP. If not, it says, you know, the enemy got the, the jump on you. Um, it managed to clip you. Uh, maybe you're poisoned, but you managed to escape. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of gives you, it sums up yeah. what you would have done over the course of like 10 turns. Yeah. In a traditional game. It is just such a ridiculous amount of stuff for them to simulate, uh, to kind yes. of keep, you know, keep track of so many things. Like I, you know, I associate this with PC, obviously, right. For mm-hmm. kind of hardware reasons. Um, but also like later on, you know, just like games that have been developed more recently, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, you yeah, know, like the, like the Omega factor, you know, like the, that, that's yeah, yeah. RPG, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, like that's a, that's a cool thing that it does. It just keeps track of a lot of stuff. And this is you know way ahead of its time. Like it's not something that doesn't come without cost, yeah. right? So like if you're playing, it's very neat that you can choose to uh, bribe just standard monsters, or you can choose to uh, you know negotiate mm-hmm. with random monsters. That that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what sucks is that because this is done on the superstation, 
it's checking all of these different factors and it gets real choppy. Yeah. So there's lots of like traditional slowdown, but even, you know, this is, you don't get a lot, a lot in like turn-based games. You get mm-hmm. a lot of it here. Um, and it gets worse somehow. <laughs> it does. Um, which well, is it, crazy. Like, yeah. It's, it's like um, accumulating. It's just keeping track of more and more stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, kind of the more, you know, like remember the, um, um, the Superstation. Oh gosh. Man, the Maryland software versions of the old, the, the, the old papyrus. Yeah. 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 Just yeah, where yeah, like yeah. that weird port was just, just so, so ramshackle. Like it, it's weird how they just kept on running into this problem. There's just too much. And it's weird because it's not, it's not like a, like a visually impressive game. It doesn't seem like it'd be choking. Usually no, like no. on the superstation, it would choke because it's trying to put too much in front of you. Yeah. This is trying to put too much behind you. Yeah. You know, and, and as the game goes on, you gain more companions. And because it is so dutiful in checking everything you've done, like one of the things this game is trying to do is make it matter, you know, what you've done yeah. in the game. So like every town you visit, like your reputation in that town might have a bearing on a conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, so by the time you get to the end, you're just checking so many things um, that it just it takes a while. Like it's... I thought when going into the last like encounter in the last dungeon, I thought my game was froze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I looked up online, you know, I like I, I did the, the save state and then I you know restarted and it still did it. And I looked up online. And it's like, no, that's just what it is. You yeah. watch that screen, that planning screen for, you know, yeah. I mean, it's probably like ultimately it's probably like 45 seconds. You know, it's but, we're talking I mean, about it like it's an hour, but that's a lot. I mean, especially like, like when you when you have so many I mean, like it's like almost every every interaction that you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot of cartridge, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. that makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it's and a how, mir- I don't even know how they did it. It's a miracle that they pulled it off of the software. But yeah, this is the only ROM that actually I did like I, I, I've had to download like a stability patch for. Like the mm-hmm. fan community, you know, we're, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this. Lots of you know very dedicated fans for this. They're trying to prop this thing up, but uh, it, it's uh, it, it was just a very poor fit for its hardware. Yeah, and yeah. and luckily it does get rectified yeah. in the sequels, and that's why a lot of times when people. You know, because this does have a kind of cult feel following. People talk about how you should start with the sequel. Hmm. Um, the first one's still interesting. I think it is, you know, the fact that it is on that that fault line is really interesting and it makes it worth talking about. Yeah. But just know that that gets kind of addressed yeah. as you go through. Um, you mentioned the graphics. The graphics in this are pretty poor. There's a lot of like, and it's a post-apocalyptic game, so there's lots of muddy browns and yeah. and grays and sand color. Um, but that and kind of that poor performance and just it being so kind of oddball meant that it did not sell well mm-hmm. um you know the people were expecting something different like this looked like you know on the surface if you just look at a screenshot of this it looks like it's going to be ultimate fantastic or warrior dragon or something <laughs> yeah. um or it looks like it's going to be like a pc version yeah. of this. like you know people are just gonna be like the barge trail um but it's not like it, it's it's a different thing and it was just hard for people to kind of get their mind around so yeah. you know this like chuggy ugly confusing game yeah uh that just reviewed like shit pretty much. And you like, how do you market this? Like you're going to have to, yeah. you know, you put, you're going to put this in, you're going to put this in a magazine and the main campaign that they did for this is kind of so tasteless that I don't want to, I don't want to describe it. Like if you look up their PDFs of just like open wounds, super rating and things like that. And just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just be just uh, like, like propaganda cartoons of people, you know, like little kids saying like, I want my radiation today. Um, which is yeah. weird because it's called the sick in this. I don't know. It just uh, the, yeah. It, whatever agency they hired really dropped the ball on that. Yeah, they're they're going for something. Like the idea was that they were 
made a game that has like a, a complexity that would suggest an adult game, and then they yeah. went for adult in kind of edgy and you know edgy nonsense. Yeah, and that um, stuff. Even though the graphics are a little bit basic, they managed to cram a lot of personality into this. So, you know, the entire game has a bit of a Western motif. Everybody is smoking. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They, Which they, is they, very they, strange. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do, like, lots of fun little tricks, too. Like, they have, they've got, like, idle animations with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which, which is cool at the time. Yeah. You know, instead of just... And also, you can get a lot of different companions in this, and they all have, like, a readable silhouette mm-hmm. to them. You know, it's, it's less of the... Um, you know, the traditional, like, kind of RPG thing at the time where everyone has a stock body type and just kind of a different head. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's a one-by-one one cube. Like, you have characters who are taller than that. Yeah. Who, who you know, who show up. And I'm not exactly sure how they do that, mm-hmm. um, but it looks good. Yeah. You know, it looks neat. Or characters that are shorter than that. Um, you know, there, there's different... I think that what happens in that is that um, all the characters might be one by two, mm-hmm. but it's not always filled in. Oh, right. Yeah. So, then they, they, so yeah, that makes sense. So like the bottom yeah. half would just be the like the hitbox for navigation because it's still yeah. on the grid. Yeah. Yep. And the, the yeah. top half is, you know, for, for tall characters, they have kind of graphics. There are more graphics for shorter characters. They only use a small portion of the, the top half of it. Mm hmm. So that, that would be my guess, but yeah. I don't actually know. Yeah, but I was just it's very surprised to see the amount and variety of smoking that goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Variety is a big part of it, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, it's a real short game. Yes. Um, this is, might have also impacted reviews. Like, people are not used to that. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes speedruns of it really, really fun to watch because <laughs> the ending of the game is pretty much open to you from the beginning. Yeah. Like, if you know what to do, you can actually go right to the end. The way you're meant to play is uh is not even the way we're really covering this episode you're not mm. meant to just follow the main tw- quest you're supposed to make kind of a non-linear meandering wander through these different things and get to know this land and that way it is a media game if you just do what it tells you to do though it's very short yeah uh, you can complete it in 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 a few hours it's like a like a five hour game yeah so. no and and that baffled reviewers at the time especially reviewers yeah. who hadn't really like messed around in pc games very much Exactly, because it's not like there aren't tons of side quests right. in console RPGs. Right, like there's not side stuff to do. You know, in in there's maybe one or two things you can go get a different ring, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. But there's not meaningful side content. Um, so as we mentioned, we're concentrating on the the main the main quest and just the required tasks. This might be a shorter episode because of that. Um, the next episode will probably be about as long, but it just for organizational purposes, this just makes sense. Yes. Um. This is uh, – so as far as, like, reputation goes, um, th- as we mentioned, that bad reviews. and was not really appreciated even just by people at the time, but that <laughs> time has kind of been kinder to it. It's garnered this cult following. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and like you said, fans say, hey, start in the second one, and the first one is a little bit of a, an oddity or a rarity, you know, for fans only mm-hmm. kind of thing. That second yeah. one, um, Atomic 2 uh, is Project Egg. Uh, and then the three is pretty controversial. I haven't played it, Gary, so you have to let me know. Three is called, um, weirdly, Secrets of Ovum. Again, kind of continuing yeah. that theme. Um, like, what's the, what's the deal with three? Like, why are people, like, cranky about that? So I've only poked at three, mm-hmm. um, you know, very much. It does, uh, instead of doing the tact system for battles, depending on the tactic, goes into a, like, a tactics mode mm. that goes into that is this kind of grid-based thing that is kind of neat. Okay. Um, but it slows down the pace quite a bit. Yeah. Like within that, you can do cool things, um, but it slows down the pace and you end up just spending a lot more time in that screen. Yeah. Um, you know, still there's like really great side quests and stuff like that. 
Um, and it, weirdly enough, it sold really well because I think because it is a little bit more traditional, right? Like it looks a little bit like, um, Superstation yeah. Wars or something like that. Um, so there's going to be a reboot, like because you know, that did well. Uh, Maryland Softworks is actually going to do a 3D reboot yeah. of the series, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and people are really excited about this. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you, you would imagine that the fans would be a little bit, a little bit upset that it's changing hands, but like I can see this really working out very well for yeah. everybody involved. And we can't, you know, and one of the other things too, you know, we talk about the, um, the influence and kind of the reputation of this huge influence on Fallout. Like r- ridiculous influence on Fallout. <laughs> so much. Uh, there yeah. was a lawsuit at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, so like a lot of our story-heavy games, uh, it doesn't make that much sense to summarize at the start. I think we can just really kind of uh, talk about the specifics when we get to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll like, like get, get directly into it. So um, yeah, so the game starts out with character creation. Um, you get to make your own character, which is a rarity on consoles mm-hmm. at the time. Like, you could do it with ports. You know, oftentimes, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, and this game uses, again, it feels very tabletop. It uses something called the nifty system. Yeah. So it's nimble, intelligent, fit, talking good, and yeah, baby, that's what I call lucky. And those are all pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, so like, yeah. you know, nimble is like your dexterity, intelligent, uh, intelligent kind of covers your uh, social or your, your skills, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the amount you get at skills when you level up, um, a lot of your social things. Fit is your health and your strength. Mm-hmm. I um, love that they combine those. Yeah, because it's so boring when they're not. Yeah. Like, it's so weird that, like, oh, look at this incredibly strong guy who's super unhealthy and can die in one hit. <laughs> you know? It's like, why, yeah. why have those ever been separated? Fuck you, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. Like, <laughs> yeah. making sense. I, I just hate it because it makes it makes that kind of build, like, twice as expensive as it ought to be. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it doesn't feel as different as, like, wisdom and intelligence do. Yeah. You know, for example... Um, and then luck, which is another thing that, uh, you know, a lot of times in these kind of games, you know, yeah, baby, that's what I call lucky would be like a dump stat. Mm-hmm. But here, because of the tax system, that's factored into every tax. So yeah. if you do a, a uh, yeah, baby, that's what I call lucky build, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get a little bit of edge on every tact, like every encounter that you do. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to neglect luck. Yeah. It, it opens up more story than you would expect. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, like the, you, you would normally like want to put as much and talking good uh, to, to to see more content. That's my usual my my usual kind mm-hmm. of kind of, kind of uh, attack. But yeah, uh, yeah, baby, that's what I call lucky is kind of an underappreciated stat, and they do really cool stuff with it. Again, with the simulation. Yep, yep. kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, the other kind of part of this, other than like a very rudimentary choosing your appearance, which is just like a, a shirt color and hair color. Yeah. Um, but you also choose uh, your skills. Mm-hmm. Um, these are fairly standard for, for computer RPGs yeah. at the time. Um, so we've got, you know, like thieving, um, you know, thieving, shooting, punching, you know, your combat skills, um, yeah. your talking skills, like decept- you know, lying. Yeah. I, again, I love that they call it lying because that is pretty much what it's for most times. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, fast talk or deception or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's how good you are at lying, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Um, and then, uh, quirks, which are kind of your, your perks yeah. uh, that you have it here. And these are, um, there's a bunch of these that are really cool and these also get unlocked throughout the game. So yeah. you'll get these on level up and you also can do special things in the game to acquire them. Yeah. It's neat how they, how they pile that on for story, um, events mm-hmm. too, especially really out of the way ones. Yeah. 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 Like, it, like yeah. at one point, I think I uh, had a scenario where I had to walk on coals to prove myself to a group of, um, oh gosh. Uh, Gary, the, gang, are, the gang guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, just just out there to walk on some, on coals, and I got a I got a quirk called feet don't fail me. 
yeah. which actually made my character move a little bit faster on the um on on the on the roll map. Which which doesn't have an effect. Like I don't this doesn't actually change the encounter rate. It's mm-hmm. just an ease of use thing. And like yeah. the way they play with those things is pretty pretty neat. Um there's also a kind of a tip. Um there's a really good one called pocket smithing, um, which is your character can sew pockets onto your companion's clothes so mm. they can carry more things. Yeah, um, but not so the that, female that, companions, which seems weird. Yeah, that's. I think that would be done differently now. Yeah, like you know, at, at the time. And the uh, the other thing to really be careful about quirks is like there are trap quirks. Like there are ones that are just not very good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there there's one called uh, uh, red blood, mm-hmm. um, which essentially means that you have this kind of like when you have radiation in your blood, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you're ra- radiated, you do more damage. You have increased your stats, and it just doesn't come up enough to be useful. Like there's a lot of things that uh, feel like they're tailored for replays of the game. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Almost like, like it's like they were building in challenge runs because oh, you, can, yeah. you, you can set, you can set your stats. You can choose this, but this is also one that is done. If you're particularly, um, uh, if you're particularly bad at the kickboxing event, it's called Al my mm. nose, which just yeah. tanks your ability to like talk. You, um, I, I, it even like puts a little bit of a, like a filter, like an accent filter where you're like, you're talk of like this because your whole like face is, is messed up. Well, and when they do it too, because the, there's no speech, they do that by adding like THs. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's like a time crux thing. Yeah. 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 Um, and the, it, it's fun. Um, you have to go find, uh, we go to the also area and there's that doctor that can fix it, but it costs, you know, a little bit of your, you know, your, your, uh, uh, your fitness score because yeah. it fucks up your face mm-hmm. uh, to fix it. There's also, um, when you talk about it being built into challenge runs, that's a really good point. There's one of them called, uh, not the face, um, <laughs> where your character just like, doesn't, uh, you know, if you get hit, like you take double damage, like you are a coward, mm. you know, but it gives you a boost to all of your, uh, tax as far as avoiding damage. Mm-hmm. So if you're sneaking, if you're running, um, if you're doing any, you know, negotiating anything that isn't that you're a little bit better, but if you actually get stuck where you have to take a fight, you're a, a big wuss about it, mm. you know, um, there's the really cool, uh, the four eyed one, which is really great where if you can equip glasses, um, you get, uh, an increase in your accuracy, uh, when you're attacking, but if you don't have glasses, the edges of the screen are blurred. Mm-hmm. So you have this kind of Corona around your character yeah. that's focused and everything else. And you can see, you know, it's not like you can't see what's there. It's just a neat effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was a little bit odd for them to put in a perk or sorry, a quirk called, um, uh, irresistible sex haver. Mm. Um, I do not know how they got that past the superstation, uh, folks. Phillips just like love this shit. And I think yeah. that him being a, a, a secret, you know, kind of into that stuff, mm. like smoking sex, you know, vice. Mm, like, yeah. I think, you know, I, there, there's a little bit of evidence of that. And that stuff like that keeps it's coming out the, that like, like I knew how to party. Sky <laughs> 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 parties. Yeah. Um, no. And also, I think that I mean, the, 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 this this was after the the the, the deadly fight um, controversy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah, it's it's that had already kind of come out, and some yeah. of that stuff just because the game is so esoteric, I feel like it's easier to sneak that stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, so you get our kind of our setup here uh, for the thing. This is all in the manual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rather rather than actually in the game, but um, we are uh, the bombs have fallen. You know, there was a war over scarce resources. The government has set up the, the special program in concert with a company called Nesco to create mm. these above-ground fallout shelters called eggs. Yes. Um, your character is a denizen of one of these eggs, and you have been sent out to check in with Nesco after communications have died. Right. 
with kind of the home base. Yeah. Um, and the tutorial kind of has you um, getting set up uh, to go on this mission, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the crisis is here. Uh, it doesn't really give a very good reason for why you're the one to go out. No, no. Like you, I think I was thinking about this and I think that it is a knock on effect of having uh, the player create a character. Mm -hmm. Like you could be anybody in this. They want you to be able to role play it, but it mm -hmm. means that they can't really give you a story. That's also, you know, you can walk around the egg uh, after you kind of do these basic tutorial things and talk to your family and stuff. And it is ridiculously cold. Like <laughs> it's one or two lines. It's, <laughs> I'm pretty good. Like actually, they don't even say, please um, come back safe. It's real. Like, yeah. Yeah. You you go up to you go up to your dad and you say like dad I've been chosen for this mission and you explain all this stuff and he says have a good day son. Um, and it's like come on. <laughs> you know, yeah. like give me a little bit more papa. Mhm. Mm your sister just says I love living in the egg. Yeah, and over and over too, yeah. you know. So like these yeah, these people, you know, kind of come off and it's it's weird because the dialogue is not bad later. You know, I, I just think they couldn't have it reflect on the character here. Honestly, I think this was added late. I, th yeah, I, I think yeah. that the, just since I'm going to testing, maybe after a trade show, um, they got some notes that kind of an immediate res thing was confusing. Yep. And that would actually make a lot of sense. Like yeah. it, it is part of your story that you are from, from an egg, but they could have started you outside the egg mm -hmm. and just had all of the stuff that happened inside it be prologue. Yeah. And that would have been uh, no problem. But the, um, so like when you get there, um, you're introduced to your, your smartwatch, which is kind of your interface. Like when you press start, um, it's how you can check your stats. You know, uh, check your notes and everything on different settlements. Yeah. Um, and you get this this cutscene where the the uh, mother hen, who is the the king of the, the egg, the, the person who runs it, <laughs> the egg king, um, egg king, he's the egg lord. Um, he's the egg man. Uh, and uh, Sonic, when he, yeah, he when he gives you gives you uh, your mission, and it does this. It doesn't do it very often, but it switches to like a cinematic, you know, like a uh, like like a, a, a side ninja mm. kind of story, and uh, it just looks like it doesn't look good. Yeah. He's got a real case of melt face going on, man. <laughs> like yeah. it it's not good. It looks like he's made of clay. Yeah, yeah. No, they 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 overshaded it or something. Like there's some weird dithering. Uh, yeah, mm. no, this this whole this whole thing screams late edition to me. Yeah. That that actually makes tons of sense. Yeah. Um but you do get to uh you know as you leave, you get encountered uh you encounter your your bullies that you had cuz you, you know, they they decided that could be you could have bullies regardless yeah. of what your character was. And it kind of introduces you to the basic attacks. Like you get these three that you're almost always going to have. Yeah. Uh which is fight, avoid and bribe. What what what's um, very funny is you get so many pogs from the mother hen and then like over the course of the bribe tact you lose all of it. Yeah, yeah, you, you can actually if you want to avoid this fight. <laughs> oh, it's not hard. You can actually, you know, make yourself broke before you yeah. leave. Uh which is which is pretty funny. Um this is uh, one of the things I do like about bribing though is that you get something in return. Mm -hmm. Like it's not um, you know, you always get something back. So if you do give your bully and end up giving him all of your pogs, which is it's ridiculous. You actually get like a pretty decent weapon. Um, yeah, you get yeah. a, a steel bat. Yeah. So which is which is not bad at all. He said <laughs> you give it to him and he says, All right, I have enough money for a new bat. You can keep this old piece of trash and then he gets Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's gonna go gonna go buy a special bat. And steel weapons are actually like a thing in this. Like yeah. you need metal weapons to dar to harm robots. Yeah. Um so having that right at the gate is actually pretty useful. Um it's probably still not best practices to do this, but <laughs> Um, I don't know where they're playing baseball either, like, you know, in the, in the hallway or something <laughs> I think, like that. I, I think it's literally just for communicating across the vault. 
You just pound on yeah. some pipes. Got Morse code yeah. going. As you walk places to, to be intimidating. Or he's just go bully other people. He's, <laughs> he's in his own little side quest of trading bats for better bats. As, as he moves he up started, to get the ultimate He started bat. with a paperclip, and eventually yep. he's going to own this damn town. <laughs> there's a BuzzFeed story about him. Um, there's also, I read about a thing. If you go to the editing bay floor, um, there's a thing where they talk about how there was a quest. And this actually supports that late edition because mm-hmm. they added this and couldn't finish it. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to be able to come go back into the egg. Yeah. Um, there's this whole thing with this rivalry, like, or one of these characters. I don't know if it's the bully, which would be really cool if it was, yeah. um, with a super bat, um, was supposed to, uh, like, be sent out to compete with you. And you're supposed to kind of have this rivalry and interact with them throughout the waste. And it was cut. Yeah, Uh, so it was cut for time, but also it was really dark because they were also using this to decide whose family gets to live. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot. It was a lot harsher, and I think the reason why they cut that out is we'll talk. We'll see in the sequel um, with Project Egg is that, and we'll find out in this game as well Mm -hmm. that uh, Nesco does not have good plans for the eggs. You know, them pitting families against each other. I think you know ultimately in the sequel, I don't want to spoil it. Mm -hmm. They go with a different direction uh, for for your egg, Uh, but that could have been the original idea for what the experiment was. Yeah, for that one. Yeah, so 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 that that that, that would be incredibly neat, um, and it would have presaged something that happens. I mean, obviously, you know, a few few years after this comes out in uh, Backpack Monsters Fight, mm-hmm. you know, when you have your your rival who gets the uh, the Backpack Monster who counters your guy's element. Yeah, yeah, you might get a you might get a, a Bulbamon, mm-hmm. you know, and if you get Bulbamon, like he might get a, you know Flamatong, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. He's gonna burn your Bulbamon. Yeah. Yeah, when it pops out of his B pack, real jerk. <laughs> yeah, what an ass. Um, yeah, so yes, yeah, so you, you you leave, you leave the egg, um, and this is a pretty traditional kind of like overworld. Yeah, like role playing game overworld. Um, there are icons you can go to that pre- represent points of interest, like usually towns or dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple of things that uh, are special to this game. Yes. Um, so if you want to go and build yourself up, it would be good to go to caves, right? Yes. Yeah, and I I, I kind of love this. Like I think this is a really neat feature. Um, you know, because this, this would be a dangerous place. There's mm-hmm. no reason to go into a cave unbidden. Mm-hmm. If you do, uh, they're kind of like miniature challenge dungeons. Yes. Um, you go into a cave, you walk around for a little bit, uh, and then you fight a tough monster, like kind of a mm-hmm. mini boss. Yeah. Um, they're not skilled to your level or anything. So they're very difficult if you immediately go into a cave. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got a little bit of that meat wall stuff that Souls of Darkness has. Yeah. Um, but you can also kind of do these, these mini bosses here. They're unique fights, uh, in the game. Yeah. So like, um, and they're, they're all pretty tough and interesting fights, you mm-hmm. know, encounter, or, you know, I say fights, you can do other things to get past them, but yeah. you know, t- tough conflicts. Yeah. Um, like you, like you can encounter super mutaniacs really, really early. Um, that's like a group called the four shadows. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's them being winky, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that's going to be ultimately the, the, the antagonist of this game mm-hmm. or the super mutaniacs. Um, you know, so it's foreshadowing there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Scorplex, uh, who is a scorpion who has an individual scorpion at the end of every leg and at the end of every claw. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Scorplex, the sick pup lord. Uh, sick pups <laughs> are what this, this game calls mutant animals, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's Busey the Croach, um, yep. who kind of exists just to spout some nonsense. I like when I found him, I thought, I thought things were glitching out. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, Absolutely unhinged. Mm-hmm. Uh, Croaches are kind of you know, essentially kind of zombies. Yeah, and that's they're like you know they're, they're like uh, not all of them are you know brain biters, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're some of them are sentient, but it's, it's the human equivalent of a six pup. Six yeah. pup, like once the sickness gets in you, it causes you to mutate. These are mutated humans. Skin condition. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. More or less. Um, you no longer have smooth skin. Yes. Um, the, uh, so there's a bunch of them, you know, those are the named ones. There are a bunch of them that are more generic. Mm-hmm. If you beat those three though, specifically, um, each one, when they die, their last word is part of a code. Mm-hmm. And this code allows you to get into bunker cave 11, which is actually pretty close to the, the opening start your opening egg, um, where you can fight a razor skull really early on, which is mm-hmm. the prestige enemy. Yeah. Like the dragon essentially. Yeah, uh, these things are pretty much uh, guaranteed death if you don't if you do not come to them properly prepared, like yeah. very prepared, or just and kind of annoyingly, like you can really luck out on some of the like you know, since it's a bribe roll, you know, if you try to bribe it, you can you might have a point one percent chance of it working. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it ends up being a little bit like the stink tail in uh, Ultima Fantastica Four. Mm. You know, it's just there's just such a small chance of it working, and you can do it, and you get cool rewards for it, but it does lead to some kind of saves coming. Yeah, you know, um, kind of regrettably, there are regular random encounters. Uh, these are not mm-hmm. just fights again because this is not a very combat heavy game, um, but they do pop up with uh, kind of more regularity on the overall map than I would have liked. Yeah, yep, and it, because it is random, you know, yes, you don't have to fight them all. Yes, even a fight is one button click, but there's still a resource drain. Yeah, you know, so like. The difference between this and a normal RPG is you're not watching all those turns go by mm-hmm. uh, as things happen, but you're still having to kind of manage your meta stims and things like that. That's the healing item, um, yeah. and you get you get properly supplied when you when you leave. But you're gonna have to you're gonna want to find the first town fairly quickly just to stay up on these. Yeah, um, you know because they and it is uh, it has a random encounter uh, kind of timer that's yeah. not super uh, player forward like that gets better in the sequels, but. These come a little bit too frequently. Right. Yeah. Um, most of these are just sick pops. That is kind of a catch-all term. There, so these are like, there's some good variety in these. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like there's the four-legged snake <laughs> that you fight that I think is pretty fun. Yeah. And on the other side, the monopus. Yeah, yeah. The one-legged octopus, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and pretty similar to a snake. Um, there's like – and sometimes the, the snakes are holding weapons, which I think is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to do these because you do get XP no matter how you handle the encounter. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I mentioned, you know, if you do run away, you might not have a great chance at running away. But if you run away, you'll get the same XP you'd get for fighting the monster. Like it's, it's playing in a in a way that feels very tabletop, where like the skill of running away from this thing is still you testing your abilities. Yes, you know, it's not easy to run away from like, you know, a, a, an octopus with one leg that's in a desert. That'd be difficult to sell. Did you get the one that looked like a bunch of uh, kind of bandits setting up a, an ambush? And then as you defeated the bandits, they exploded into a bunch of snakes because they were a bunch of snakes walking around like men. No, no, no. They, there were a bunch of special ones. I didn't get that one. Mm, okay. That might so, be a special encounter. It that's, didn't, that's, it didn't that's play, it didn't play the chime for the special encounter. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe not even. It, it sounds like it is, but yeah, I love the, the, uh, like a bunch of snakes in, in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> You know, dressed up like a person, you know, that, that you can run into. Like, it's just, it's mostly snakes, honestly, or variations on snakes. But right. they, they do a lot of, like, there's snakes with, like, like what if there was a snake with eight legs and two scorpion claws and a, and a stinger tail? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of different variety of snakes that you fight. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked when I walked into that one tailor shop um, and I fought angry belts, which were just snakes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and sometimes they'll just play with the titles, too. So sometimes they'll say snakes. Sometimes they'll say nope rope. Mm. You know, yeah. um, you know, to nope out of there. Yeah. Um, there are special encounters. We alluded to those. They do play a chime when you get those. And these tend to be Easter eggs. Yes. Um, there's a, there's actually, there's a lot of these. There's a fact um, dedicated to getting these all. I ended up referring to quite a bit. Now, who, who wrote um, that? They had a funny name. That's, um, it's the same person who did the, um, the one for the tapped. Oh, pack. yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got it written down up here. 
uh, Rooster Jake 69. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so he, he kind of catalogs these. Most of these are like, you know, developer names and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's not exciting, but there's a bunch of them that are, um, like very dated. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, there's a, I ended up finding the Bell Biv DeVoles mm. who, uh, inflict poison on you like way before you should have poison. Yeah. You know? Um, I remember I, I fought, it was like a, a handful. It was like five or six croaches that were mm-hmm. led by a blonde croach who could stop time. And they were all hmm. very much, um, modeled after the cast of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that. So like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, uh, and I, I think I got that one too. And I think that it, um, it, the, the one that the leader who has them, I think the one's called Enslaved by the Bell mm. is the name of the, the group encounter. Yeah. Like when you get it. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot of them that were themed around the Chevy Chase show. I think it was developed <laughs> around the time when they, like people thought that was going to be big. Yeah. 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 Which is really strange, you know, because, yeah. uh, what an asshole. Right. You know, it's specifically, there's that one where it's just Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, that's extremely weird. Like I don't know if there were likeness rights or if they just were obscure enough to not have to deal with it, but it's just Chevy Chase. And he just like says a bunch of slurs yeah. and you, you know, your options are like, uh, um, and er, and you don't know which one means what, you know, you just said, how yeah. do I react to this? And then you, you, you just you, like, it's, it's very funny. Like they, they were very forward looking, like eventually after enough turns, you just say, you'll never work in this town again. And then he goes away. Yeah. yeah. You just had to endure it, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's tricky and you don't, you get one XP, mm. you know, it's just like, it's it just, it feels like a slap in the face, you yeah. know? <laughs> Um, there are a couple of these that are mandatory though. Like there are a couple of them that you'll always get mm-hmm. that, uh, are essentially, they're not in specific places on the map. I think they're on a timer and they show you kind of these major, introduce you to these factions in the game world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what is it? Uh, the, end up with Fergus the Cactopolis. Oh yeah. Well, so that's, that's one of the special ones. That's oh, not yeah. one of, um, the mandatory ones. Okay. I think that's a developer. Mm. The okay. Cactopolis, uh, Cactopolis is like a city of cactuses yeah. that contains a bunch of bugs. So. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, the, the, those, uh, those cactuses oh, yeah. that are nothing but spiders. Yeah. 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 Pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is more like when you, um, and it, again, like the game doesn't signal this super well, hmm. right? Like which ones are mandatory. Like a lot of this stuff is just from looking up facts and people yeah. live. Well, I mean, one shit. that you're going to get like really early on is the one with the, the, uh, the, the, the corpse with some supplies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like explicitly pointing out, like pointing you in the direction of, of your first town, right? Yeah. Adobe, the first, the first town. And there's a cool little Easter egg here. Um, if you put points into tracking, which is kind of a dump stat, um, you'll, or a dump skill, like you'll notice that there are all these loafer footprints. Mm. Um, and there's like this little bit of environmental storytelling. Like this guy was killed by the dad scorpions. Oh, um, the, the dad scorpions are a major faction. Uh, again, we deal with those in a side quest. Yeah. Um, they're not a real big part of the main story. Um, mm-hmm. but there are this, uh, this, this group of this, this gang that kind of pattern themselves after like fifties dads. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, uh, snifters of cognac. Yeah. Lots of ring-a-ding-dinging. Hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of tripping over Ottomans. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're working the into their there. combat, which is really funny. Yeah. They fall on you. They, they <laughs> like, they, they pulled two knives out and then trip over an Ottoman and, <laughs> and get on you. It's so. how they, it's how they close the gap. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes they actually have a move where they, they, uh, cause you're choosing what, how to react to that. So, you know, you can, you can do the, you know, the t- different kinds of tax. And if you, uh, if you like prepare yourself and, and kind of gird yourself, mm-hmm. they'll do a Vic, uh, a Dick Van psych mm-hmm. and, uh, not actually fall yeah, at the yeah. last minute and kind of trick you into, into being prepared for nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they you flank know? you. 
it's really similar to the you've got something on your shirt move that mm. um you know the, the soda jerks do later yeah um man one of one of them took like one of the dad scorpions took my nose and i was not able to smell anything for the rest of the game like yeah, i failed a bunch of attacks it. yeah it's amazing they've actually worked so hard to do that yeah. um yeah. so you know your nose is just gone so it's cool just like foreshadowing mm-hmm. um you'll also run into your first companion uh here which is really necessary like the game's really hard until you get somebody with you yeah yeah uh, and this is maya um so she is uh this kind of warrior this this very brash warrior type um she is uh she hates people who come from the egg mm-hmm. uh, she's a you know a, a wastelander um and this is kind of another faction like people who have been make you know the people who live in the waste yeah you know who are not villains they're not heroes they're just citizens yeah and having her around is actually very useful because when she's around you can ambush enemies so like if yeah. things you know it basically gives you initiative uh or yes. a higher chance to have initiative when she's around Yep. Uh, and it, it's kind of neat. It just checks it automatically. Mm-hmm. So if you go into a, a fight, um, it does all the dice rolls before the fight starts or before the encounter starts. And if you uh, if you get the ambush thing, it will show up. Yeah. And if you didn't get ambush, it doesn't show up. So <laughs> it'd be a little bit frustrating if you have very bad luck. It doesn't even look like you have it. Like right. It shows up in your smartwatch, but it doesn't show up in the game. Um, but when it fires, it's always welcome. Yeah, I remember anything for it. I remember on the playground, lots of people being very confused about this, arguing whether it did anything. Yeah, or yeah, or if it even existed. Yeah, you know, it, it seems like something, and that's one of the things when you have games with tons of jank is it's really hard to tell if something is, you know, dummied out on accident or yeah. if it's just rare. It was a little bit like the the, the talisman in Souls of Darkness, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so you, you make your way to Adobe. Um, this is where where Maya's from, and people know her uh, there, which is kind of neat. Like people will be nicer to you if you have her. If you somehow mm-hmm. turn her down, like if you if you have your uh, you're talking good all the way down to one. Um, you can't recruit companions. No. Um, so you, know, you can't have – and people will be meaner to you. Um, but mostly this is just a resupply uh, spot and to get some more information. Yeah. Um, and the game kind of interestingly, like you do have pogs, but you also can barter. Yeah. Um, uh, this is really neat. neat. Um, yeah. I like this quite a bit. So um, it's more high stakes than other barter systems that I've that I've seen. Um, you, so you – you know, nothing has an explicit price. However, um, if you uh, offer less than something is worth, then the person will immediately jack up their price. Like it's yeah. it's, it's really easy to insult people in this, and and especially um, that's dependent on where you're from or where you are too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's true if you're out in the waste and you're talking to people who don't like people who are from um, from an egg. Mm-hmm. You can actually uh, mess with this. Like if you're not wearing your egg suit, mm-hmm. which you'd be wearing at this point because it's the only armor you have, um, if you're not wearing that jumpsuit, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like it's kind of neat. Like if you if you, and if you go to a place and you're dressed like those citizens or you've done them a favor, um, you get kind of more chances to make offers. Like eventually it happens, but it yeah. doesn't happen as quickly. Yeah, I mean um, it's, it's down to like the individual NPC, and this is something that I love about the you know about about this system, right? Like it feels less like they are just kind of like little like um fisher price figures in a in, in a uh, diorama, you know? Mm-hmm. Like one of the one of the guys in Junktown. I I just learned this by accident. If you sorry, take, sorry, I, I, oh, it's my fault for yeah, doing junk town. Sorry. One of the one of the guys here in Adobe, um, one of the one of the vendors. If you walk up with nothing equipped, uh, naked, it's actually a real prude, and he will give you like better deals just if you get away. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uncomfortable, you know, uncomforted by your your nakedness. Yeah, he is he, he is you know? he is not accustomed to the human form. Yeah. So, you know, and that that's great. That's a really cool little detail. Like, at the very least, every individual thing you can talk to has a faction in this, like a, mm-hmm. a people they care about, mm-hmm. and oftentimes a little bit more than that. 
Um, the kind of two things we're doing here is get better equipment. Um, the big thing you're going to want to do is get uh, made a steel tip spear if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, like metal weapons uh, have kind of a special property. And then we're going to learn about Trashopolis, yes. um, which is the, the next town we're going to go. They say like, no, we've never heard of Nesco, but there's another bigger town to the south. Yeah. Go check out Trashopolis. Yeah. Uh, you egg folk are like city folk. Yep. You know, so, um, so go be with the city folk. Um, so something that's interesting after they point you to Trashopolis is that there's a random encounter that you can get here that will like take you into an alternate version of this chapter. So mm-hmm. uh, you can be captured as a slave. Yeah. Kind of like a, like a bag man. Kind of takes you here. It's oh, a little from bit like, like, uh, like, like uh, blood of darkness. Yeah, 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 like exactly the same kind. Of, like, I mean, he's not like a eight foot tall lanky <laughs> demon. You know? He's it's, just it's, a real shitty dude with bad morals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a slaver, you know. <laughs> it, it's you know, but it, it's it's the same kind of thing where you end up going to this place a little bit earlier than you yeah. ordinarily would by passing some stuff and just having a very different experience there. Yeah, uh, which is really cool. Like, it you know, it might not happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I don't know where the role is for whether it happens. I don't know if you can force it. Um, when I played this when I was younger, I got it. Uh, when I played it for the show. I walked around for a long time to try to get this, and it wouldn't fire. Well, it's advantageous, so it too. Like, you, it seems like a bad thing, but it actually, like, gets you into the city without spending a bunch of resources. Yeah, gets you in, gets you into the city, gets you um, past, like, a lot of uh, kind of encounters yeah. there, and, and sets you up uh, to kind of do an alternate way uh, version of the side quest, which we're going to mm-hmm. talk about here just real briefly um, in a minute, uh, that is actually a little bit more advantageous to you. Yeah. Um, so the, the main feature in this town in Trashopolis is a casino uh, run by a guy named Grelbo. And <laughs> they really yeah, managed to sell how sleazy this guy is. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like he's just really disgusting. He's got, you can see um, in the, uh, if you look in the official strategy guide, there's an illustrated version of this and you can kind of see it in the sprite is that he's always just holding and eating mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Like just a jar, like yeah. a pre-war jar coal. <laughs> like just, 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 just scooping his hand, like fucking Winnie the Pooh with a honey pot, man. Like, <laughs> It's fucking disgusting, and he has a mustache. Like it's yeah. all up in that. Like mm-hmm. it I, looks like he he went bobbing for apples and yogurt. <laughs> I don't know disgusting. how they. I don't know how they. I don't know how they managed to sell that in the like the black and white line art of the manual. But like he always looks moist. Like yeah. in the couple of poses they show. Yeah, like you you touch him and it, it wouldn't be. It'd be like tacky, like dough. Mm, yeah. Like your hand would kind of stick, but not that much. Yeah. Like if you wanted to make a copy of your newspaper comics, you would just press it up, press it up into them. Yeah. You just push Grelbo onto the newspaper <laughs> and just get like, you know, get fucking the high and lowest on the side of Grelbo's foreskin. Like, Dag, disgusting. Dag, well, that sandwich is way too big. <laughs> yeah, like it's going to be in backwards because it's, <laughs> it's been uh, Grelboed. Yeah. It's real disgusting. Um, so you can, Dad, you can where'd the rest here. of your sandwich go? Yeah. <laughs> I've got it. Um, so you can gamble if you took gambling points. Mm-hmm. And gamble here is pretty standard. Um, yeah. The cool thing, to, the reason why you want to do this is that if you win enough times, which is not that hard, like you had to put a couple points in, mm-hmm. um, or save scum, or you can take, there are drugs you can take to increase your stats temporarily. Yeah. Um, if you do this long enough, the pit boss of the casino will put their security guard up, which is a gigantic cat, yeah. like a big saber-toothed cat. um and if you he'll put him up for stakes and if you win that a gambling thing you get this new companion you get roar yes uh big big black and white cat tons of personality um i love Mm -hmm. how he looks himself uh if you if you you let him sit still for too long um but yeah he gives you new tact uh he will let you charge um into uh into battle which uh increases your damage and criticals 
um, as yep. long as you're uh, doing melee. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to like shoot into a crowd and roars uh, yeah, yeah, running yeah, ahead of you. No, exactly. You you have to every member in the party has to have melee equipped, which is good for the first part of the game. Eventually, you'll start getting guns. Yeah. Uh, when you get the coterie of Chrome companion, which is again a side thing, like they can't use melee weapons. Right. So it, it's not really compatible. But you also get a really good quirk as long as you have it in your party, which is mark territory. Um, so if you're resting out in the world, you don't get you're less likely to get encounters. You yeah. don't get attacked because he's pissing everywhere. <laughs> uh, super super good boy. Yeah. Um, there's a huge side quest here where you can actually work with the law uh, in Trashopolis mm-hmm. to uh, to get to give Grelbo what's coming to him. Yeah, what he deserves. Like yeah. you should do this side quest because what a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and this is what we're talking about. If you get kidnapped, you get kind of a leg up on this quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could, um, you've seen the inside of the operation. You actually yep. like see the connection between Grelbo and the slaving ring. Yeah. Yep. Um, and what's cool about this is that once you get rid of the casino, um, the reason why we're talking about now is because it could influence the single player campaign. Mm-hmm. You get to decide what happens with that building. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of cool stuff. You can get different merchants. Um, you can set up a, a hospital, you know, so you can get healing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a player home. Which is like I don't think I've ever seen that before, but like yeah. in in a console RPG of this era, but you can set up a player home and you just mm-hmm. have like a little room with a couch and a, you know, there's nothing you can do in it, um, but it has unique music. Yeah, like you go into this little room and you you have this unique music that plays. Yeah, um, really cute. You've got a home. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a Tactraiser or Blazing Souls. You know, any any yeah. one of those Quintex games. Yeah, like a little, just a little tiny piece of it. You know, it's the only time it you know it does that. And I think that if you do the side quest version of that. I think the the ending state that that opens up is keeping a casino and making profits from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you take over running it, you put somebody else in charge, um, and then you can come back and get pogs mm. at kind of a regular interval. Yeah. Um, I always remember there was there was a rumor that if you had a save where you set up the casino, like where you kept it a casino, it changes something in the sequel. Like, it, oh, it, like it is your character's like descendant or something like that. It takes place, you know, pretty well after it. Um, you know, it was kind of uh, continue, like uh, walked in Grobo's footsteps a little bit. It's kind of disappointing, you know. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. That's a, that's a super neat idea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, one of the main things here. So the mayor gives you a lead about uh, where Nesco headquarters would be, but I mean, it's a it's an RPG, so you have to do something for him first. Uh, he, he's got he's got a, a large adult idiot son who has gone. <laughs> he's wandered in, wandered face first into trouble. Yeah, he's wandered he's wandered uh, face first into some caves below an Arby's, and uh, you have to go rescue him. Yeah, below the Arby's. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> Under that the Arby's. <laughs> Under um, the Arby's. This is uh, this is the first dungeon yeah. uh, that you run into in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go. Uh, the, it, it's kind of neat. It's hidden. You, know, you go into this kind of derelict fast food place, and you're fighting mm-hmm. rats. Yeah. You know, in this part, and you go into the basement, yeah. and that's where it kind of extends into a cave system. Yeah, and like the, the this is one of the first times I realized that like, and the environment could be dangerous to you as well. Like the basement's yeah, partially yeah. collapsed, so like part of your tact has to be navigating this uh, with some kind of grace. If you have Roar with you on this, you can tell him to go ahead, and he mm-hmm. like automatically because he's got that cat grace finds the uh, finds the good places to go. Yeah, the optimal path. Yeah, which is which is very cool, um, and. This is, you know, so once you get down there, as far as the dungeon, we're not going to talk about the individual kind of moment-to-moment level no, designs of these no. that much because th- they are of the era. Yeah. You know, even even on, on PC, these were bad at the time. There were lots of dead ends, um, lots of just, like, nonsensical – you know, this doesn't have a strong sense of place. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Um, there's cool Easter eggs, like if you exp- and you, you just get into a lot of fights. Yeah. Because random encounters are bad. Um, even when they're they're good, they're bad. Yeah. Um, there's a cool Easter egg though. If you get there's one of these dead ends has uh, an arcade cabinet that fell from above, um, that's tipped on its side. Um, if you have the fitness, you can flip it upright, and there's a game on it called Dissension. And if you get good at it, uh, and you you do well enough, it checks your intelligence and stuff. Um, you get a new tact for the rest of the game, which is distract, hmm. um, which you can use. Um, it takes your turn uh, to lower, you know, it lowers the accuracy of the opponent um, that you have. We didn't really talk about this, but boss fights tend to take multiple turns. So yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, random encounter. So you can lower their accuracy. But if, if it has a kind of a decent chance of just ending the encounter, mm-hmm. um, you know, essentially like, hey, look, and then you can you can walk away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, that's really good for like just kind of the trash, trash mob, trash encounters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but eventually you find the son. Uh, he 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 is fighting in some uh, behind some piles of beefs, behind some folds mm-hmm. of beefs. They got um, the meats. <laughs> so many meats. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's behind a pile of beefs and yeah. meats. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny because he's behind the beefs, but he's actually hiding in a bit in a big old uh, uh, kind of jug of horse sauce. You, yeah, you, you see him. The only way you can spot him is he's got like a straw sticking up, and you can see like yeah. the like the bubbles he's trying to breathe out of the horse sauce. He's beyond the beefs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, and don't be grossed out. Like it's not horse sauce that's made from horses or made, you know, it's, it's, it's made from horse milk. Right. So it's, 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 it's made from horse milk for horses. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not something that you, we were ever meant to eat. It's to right. feed the horses that they eventually turn into the meats. Mm. Um, and this thing, because it's such a, a, a source of nutrients, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, you know, something has made its nest here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this really nasty, sick pup. That's a combination of a spider, a wasp and a spider wasp. Mm together spider wasp is a wasp with eight legs yeah okay. at the end of each one is a uh, another wasp mm. so it is pretty nasty yeah spiders for wings <laughs> so yeah real, real nasty. <laughs> so um you beat this guy you beat you, you beat spider wasp spider wasp um and the large adult son will, <laughs> will join you uh as a companion but he's really useless um, yeah. like if you do not take advantage of his tact, he ends up just being a real, um, a real drag on any encounters you take on your way out. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you know, it, it, it factors it in. You're less effective because it, like he can't die, which is good. Yeah. But I think what they're trying to abstract is that you are less effective because you're protecting him. Yeah. Um, what they do is they give you a task that says, just get out of here. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a hundred percent chance to run away. You get one XP when you do it, you still have to backtrack through it. Mm hmm. Which is a pain. Like this yeah. game does a couple of things where it's trying to wrestle with that problem yeah. of like leaving a dungeon. There's the one that comes later um, as well, but it's still like you know a teleporter out is still better. Yeah, you know it's still kind of a pain. So it's it's just time consuming. Yeah. Time suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. the reward you get for this? Um, so when you go back to the mayor, um, <clears throat> you know he says, "Hey, I didn't actually, I don't actually know about Nesco, um, but I know who does." Uh, you, and he tells you about Egg City, which is going to be our next destination mm-hmm. um it kind of sucks like he lied and said something about that but he does he says you know we're going to make you the hero trashopolis which is uh, a quirk that you can get that helps out with any interactions here so yeah. if you are able if you come here first and do the main quest before you do the side quest which is against your instincts you'll have an easier time shutting down the casino yeah or what have you as well um if the conditions are right um i think if your fitness is high enough or if you're talking as high enough you can really upbraid him for mm-hmm. um uh for for deceiving you um, and actually yeah. like you can threaten you can say, Hey, I will tell everybody what you did unless you make me the mayor. Uh, yeah. and if you become the mayor, it gives you another building to customize. Yeah. 
And if, if you actually, if you get a critical on that role, you can talk him into killing himself. <laughs> like it's so extremely dark. dark. Good yeah, God. like you go into his house and his, it's just there all the time is him <laughs> hanging from a gallows. And like his adult son keeps walking back and forth and you talk to him. He just says, Trashopolis is nice this time of year. Yeah. Over and over. I don't know if he's in denial. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, yeah. maybe if you set up the medical center, you can get him some therapy. Mm. You know, he'll stop living with the corpse of his, his suicided father. But like. Yeah, it's extremely dark. It's just oh, rare. Like I, th- I think it's like an Easter egg. That explains the weird revenge side plot in the, in the sequel. I yeah, think that makes least, sense. I, I think he eventually figures out what you did. Yeah, that that actually makes tons of sense. Yeah, because like a lot of the uh, sequel takes place in a wider geographic area, so mm. all these towns that exist in this game are still there, but plus. Yeah, um, it's really neat to see how they changed. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the mayor, regardless of you, if you do that incredibly, incredibly dark thing, uh, he tells you where, uh, where egg city is, right? Yep. Uh, so that's our, our next, uh, next destination. Um, again, we're not going to talk about it, but every time you're going between towns, you are doing like a lot of encounters, there are caves, mm-hmm. things like that that we can deal with. Um, but we're going to head to egg city. Um, egg city is kind of where we get a couple other themes and kind of factions of the game. It right. is a, a city that is built out of an egg, an egg that has opened and become, you know, kind of spilled out of the waste and it's very affluent and there is a fence. And then outside of that, there's a tent city that's sprung up around it. That's called Corona. Yeah. Um, that is extremely poor. Um, and the game is kind of doing these, uh, class issues here and they yes. do it mechanically. Like if you go to Corona, you can't get into egg city right away. Mm-hmm. Um, supplies are garbage. Um, you know, you cannot, uh, they just don't have things yeah. to trade. Like you go out to people to barter and they can give you a little bit of food, which heals you a little bit, but you can't get any metastims. You can't yeah. get any poison cures. They don't, they would use them if they had them yeah well all their food is uh contaminated and if you eat too much of it then you get a uh, you get a temporary debuff yeah yeah yep yeah you get the uh, you get the froggy quirk <laughs> the um because froggy has come according yeah um it, so it's cool it kind of sucks because if you didn't stock up before you came here you might have to walk back to trashopolis yeah to get more things because depending on how you play the city you can get into uh you can have a lot of fights here like yeah. you might need healing items mm-hmm yeah, so you can ask around. Like the people in Corona are, you know, like they're too they're too worried about where their next drink of water is going to come from to really know yep. about Nesco. Um, but they say, you know, like, hey, if you can get in the egg, uh, they might have something to tell you. But good luck doing that because yeah. the, the egg is just guarded, um, like a fortress. Yeah, um, and unless you're talking as maxed out, you can't really get in. Right. Um, so you have to sneak in. Um, you still have to check in. Like you can't find a way to sneak in. It seems impregnable. You can walk around the entire thing. Yeah. Um, you go and talk to the mayor. Uh, this game, we talked to a lot of mayors in this game. Um, you talk to the mayor, Ariamaki, uh, who is a crouch. You know, so we've seen them before as kind of an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, but now this is, you know, a sentient one. And, uh, you also see kind of around him, he has, uh, bodyguards, these two, uh, super mutaniacs that are not hostile. Right. So very easily could be the first ones you run into. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is not very sympathetic to you. Like you are dressed up and have the markings of the people who are keeping him down. Right. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, if you have a companion, if you found hot moral, um, mm-hmm. he can come with, you know, like he can, he can kind of vouch for you. Uh, but you might not like hot moral is a little bit hidden. Yeah. Yep, yep. He's, he's part of kind of a lengthy side quest that deals with his past. Um, he yep. used to do, uh, adult, uh, sim discs. Hmm. So there's this whole bit about tracking down his old, old co-stars, and uh, kind of deciphering this porn code yeah. uh, thing. It is it is an uncommonly horny game for the generation, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the scene where he used his porn moves to get through that hallway that was full of lasers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, essentially just, like, thrusting and 69ing his way into, you know, contortions. Yeah. Yeah, there. Um, so you can use him to kind of bypass this bit. But if you don't, 
um, you get into like what is a dialogue boss battle mm-hmm. with this guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> where you're basically like arguing class ethics and trying to say that you're the one who can help them. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Like, uh-huh. you know, you have uh, the way this works, and there's a couple of these in the game. Um, so uh, you talk to him, and you have social attacks, and uh, the ones you have available are kind of determined determined by your stats. Um, how much you have the waste you kind of explored and specifically how much you've learned about, uh, the mayor. Mm-hmm. Like if you talk to the other people in town, again, they don't just say like, you know, these, these guys are not saying that Corona is nice this time of year. They're saying like, you know, oh, Ariyamaki tried this to, to get us, to get us out, like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what he does is he says, he presents an argument like why he should not help you. Mm-hmm. And you have to counter these arguments. Right. Um, and it ends up being a little bit like the mystery of Simeon Peninsula, where you have to mm. actually like go and find the specific retorts for his different arguments. Yes. Yeah. You know, and you have the, and they're specific to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so the first time I played this, I remember when I was a kid, he's like, what's in it for me? And you can get an option that's like, that would correspond to the bribing is that like, well, once I get in there, they're going to have a lot of pogs and I'm going to give you some. Right. Um, that doesn't work for him. Like he does not, he's not selfish, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if you've learned about him, if you've learned from the different townspeople, you know that he is very selfless. Um, he wants, you know, essentially resources for his people. Mm-hmm. So when that comes up and you say like, you know, I can, I can make you a rich man. You need to say, I can convince them to share resources with the city. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's a little bit daring for them because like, I don't know what, this is probably about the point where I would have bounced off of this on a rental. Yeah, back in the day, but it's like not a lot of games have the amount of nuance where somebody can be angry with you and be cross with you, but still be a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you think, oh, he's trying to stop me, so he must be bad. No, he he just has different concerns. Yeah, he has different values, and you're kind of a prick. Yeah, <laughs> like in this game, like it, you know, you may not play that way. It's a role playing game, but uh-huh. you are positioned as the as his enemy. Yeah, he's got you know, a he real good reason to not to not yeah. like you. Um, so pretty cool. Um, it's, it's a little bit basic. Like once you know that, see the strings, it's pretty easy to get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, uh, this is something that gets really expanded on in the sequel. Yeah. There's one of those, you can actually do the, the absolute last fight in the sequel as one of these that's like 15 rounds long. Mm -hmm. Um, you can do it in the the end of this game as well, but it's not nearly as complicated. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if, if you, if you do this, you can convince them to help you. Um, he says that there's some secret tunnels that actually go into Egg City that are located uh, in the basement of a nearby edible arrangements building. Yeah, it's behind all the dowels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you got all of your tax right, you, he can actually go with you too. Like mm-hmm. you know, he knows the secrets. Uh, you have to really, really wow him though, because you know he's there. He's there, like making sure the town doesn't collapse. Mm-hmm. He's a community pillar for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, he gives you a sni- uh, attack called snipe. Yeah. Like, he's your first uh, explicitly ranged character that you can get. Like, you're not likely to get him, but mm-hmm. um, he's the first explicitly ranged character. Yeah. I like his banter with Hot Marl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys have a history. Mm. You know, so it's, it's it's kind of fun. And he doesn't seem like a porn guy. Like, he doesn't seem like a, a, a Simpsons guy. So it just you get the sense of, like, two friends who went different ways. Yeah. You know? And uh, they're they're both Croach. Croach live a really long time, so you don't mm-hmm. really know what time period they're looking at. Yeah, they're making references that, uh, like, so I guess it would be, like, references to our 20s. Yeah, you know? yeah. So a lot of stuff about flappers, about, um, what's his name, Lindbergh. It's weird stuff. Yeah, Lindy Hop, C- Capone, <laughs> that kind of thing. Al, Al Jolson. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and that, those are really not in great 
yeah. taste. Like the, them still appreciating the works of Al Jolson. Like I wish <laughs> they had cut that. You know, and they, they, we get it. Like they're supposed to be kind of ignorant old men. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like come yeah. on, it's, 90s is a long time ago. People forget that. The um, there's actually there's also as again just kind of like a cut content thing. If you do get him to join, um, you're also supposed to get this uh, man of the people quirk, mm. which allows that increases your companion limit by one, which is really cool. Like similar to games that will come later, like companions are not only more power, they're also uh, more content, you know, because there's a companion quest for every character. Yeah. Uh, but this is actually broken; it doesn't fire. Um, mm. the, the, the patch that you had probably fixed that it's yeah. kind of part of the all inclusive one, uh, that kind of, you know, that's floating around, Yeah, but yeah, it's broken. Yeah. It, it's, it, it gets broken the other way too. You get, you get more companions that will fit, then will fit on the screen. So you have to, yeah, yeah. It. yeah, yeah. It's a little like playing a game of snake because they actually trail behind you in this game. Like you can get a little bit silly near the end. Yeah. And if you run yeah. into one of them behind you, things glitch out. It'll yeah. crash. Not good. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, <laughs> but uh but yeah the, the 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 cave below the edible arrangements pretty standard um mm. but you do end up finding a lot of sick pops that are coded as uh fruit forward um yeah. but that just means they're, they're they're more powerful it's fun because like they have picked up the dowels and it seems mm-hmm. that they are uh like their mutation was sped along by the fructose yeah they, they ate enough fruit to become more powerful so mm. it's like a fruit forward cactopolis that's holding mm. a dowel okay yeah it's you know, really, really, really tough. Yeah. Um, there's another cool kind of Easter egg thing here. Um, a bunch of – so this dungeon goes in the caves below, and then ultimately you have to go in the caves below to go up into the building because mm-hmm. there's rubble. Um, so you're kind of going in and out of the uh, the Edible Arrangements building. If you uh, hack all the terminals you can find, um, you get little bits of a code. If you get to the computer at the CEO's office – uh, and you have that code, you can unlock a little document called the Edible Arrangement Secret Plan. <laughs> and uh, if you use it, you get a special quirk called Edible Derangement, which doesn't have a description. And it means after every encounter, if you won by fighting, you heal a little bit. Oh. So, like, so okay. Like, yeah. I assume this means you're eating the people and enemies that you kill, like Edible Arrangements was going to do. Like, the, that's real weird. They were trying to add... Huh. No, so so like they 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 were like they definitely for were they developing this after the crisis after the bombs fell? Maybe maybe that's the idea. Is yeah. that like without that much fruit around, let's just use hands, you know, yeah. instead and, 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 and instead of hand fruit, it's fruit hands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, or it was going to be before the you know the 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 bombs fell, hmm. and just they were going to have like hey. Here's a strawberry. Here's a grape. Here's a portion of banana. No. And here's here's a big toe. Yeah. Here you know? here here is an infant head as juicy as a nectarine. Yeah, next to a nectarine. Yeah. For comparison. <laughs> you know, like, try it yourself. The yeah, sign it, it, says it's pretty fucked up. Like I don't yeah. know exactly what beef this company had with edible arrangements, but like it's pretty weird. Yeah. Huh. Um. So uh, you eventually get to the boss of this um, when you get to the tunnels and you actually go to Egg City and they have a, a secure bot mm. down there. And this is our first robot. Man, um, if you're not ready for this, this just feels unfair. Like tons of people probably quit yeah. right here. Like this is extremely tough. Um, you know, and that's one of the things when you have a game that allows you to spec in a bunch of different things. You know, like the game has to respect all the different ways you can spec and that's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Um so the, we talked about uh, the steel tip spear and stuff. Uh, this is metal weapons will hurt this. Non-metal weapons will not. Right. Um, so if you – like Hot Marl can't hurt this. Um, he can't use metal weapons. Roar can't hurt this. He can't use metal weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, Maya can. You can if you have that steel bat. Right. 
um, or if you've gotten a knife, uh, which is not a great weapon, but it will do damage. Yeah. Um, and if you have Ariamaki with you, uh, his gun can. Right. His pipe rifle can. Yeah. Um, a way around this, non-combat wise, if you have high intelligence, um, you can actually reprogram it. Uh, you mm-hmm. have to get a successful knife attack on it to uh, pry open his chest, his chest cavity to get in at the mm-hmm. guts. But yeah, and it's cool if you do that. Um, so it gets you past the encounter, but also gives you a quirk, um, which is called bots on patrol. And in the past, or in other dungeons of the game, what it does is clears out enemies mm-hmm. on your way out. It's kind of abstract. I assume that's what it means is that you have reprogrammed this robot to clear the the dungeon after you've gone through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Again, it's one of those things where it feels like they're trying to figure out how to make it not boring after yeah. you've already beat the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the, the reprogram thing is really risky too, though. So again, we talk about this being very difficult. Um, if you don't succeed in that, you will your character will automatically take a critical hit. Yeah. Um, and it gives you yeah. it gives you the the the, the bot fly uh, quirk where he implants mm-hmm. a small little robot in that will um, do damage to you over time, and then at a later date will erupt from you. Yeah. So you will just kind of be walking around. You take damage for the rest of the battle. It goes away. The the, the quirk doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And then at a random time later, you'll just take a bunch of damage. Yeah. Which is kind of fun, but feels super unfair. Yeah. Uh, any doctor can remove it. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to actually make the point of going back to a town with the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And it also trips metal detectors too, which is yeah, a problem yeah, inside yeah. Egg City, just because they've you know they've their security is up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that can be a, a real problem. Like once you get into Egg City, so after you beat him, you go in there. You have to go to the if you want to get rid of that, you have to go to the doctor and convince him that you're a citizen. Yeah, um, to get that to get any kind of service. And that's Egg City is a town, but also it is largely a dungeon. Yeah, um, you know because to actually do any town stuff, what you can do, and you get really cool weapons. Um, you can get you can train your skills and things. You have to convince the person there that you're a citizen. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Like if you're a social character, this is a kind of a playground. Yeah. If not, it's very difficult. Like if you expect for combat, uh, this is very difficult. And it feels yeah. like the, the the game, like the ending and this part both see it feel like kind of character like level checks, mm-hmm. you know, um, this one, like you had to be good at one of them. Like we just had a hard combat thing and now we have a hard speech thing. And then the same thing when you get to the end, like they wanted you to do a bunch of side questing before you came here. Yeah. Good. I mean, you could have like the Ossuaries on the way. Um, which like we're not we're talking about the next episode, but like you could have gone to the Ossiary, yeah, and done all that stuff. Yeah, God help you if you if you spec stealth though, um, yeah, just because like there's so many people in here. This is the most densely populated area, the most densely populated hostile area in the game. Yeah, yep. Um, and you get a chance if you get caught, you get a chance to talk your way out of it. Mm-hmm. But that's that's more for like a hybrid, yeah, character. You know, um, there's some stealth that you can use later, but just having stealth is is pretty tricky here. Yeah. Um. The, there's a lot of things you can do once you uh, either kind of change the world state and get this taken over by Corona or if you can convince enough people that you are a citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of side quests. Uh, but for our purposes, we're mostly here because we want to get the next trail in the breadcrumb, which is to learn about the Church of Red. Right. The Church of the Red. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't direct you to them. And we don't really know that's what we're doing yet. Mm. Like it feels like cut content or something. Yeah. They kind of come out of nowhere. Um, yeah. and you have to really connect the dots yourself. Like after, like after this hub, you're taking kind of leaps of faith and like, yep. maybe they are counting on you to hit a bunch of side stuff that way. But I, like, if you're, if you're of the time and following a critical path, like this can be, um, you know, it, it can feel a little, uh, like vampire castle too. Yeah. 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 And, and also like, it makes sense in retrospect mm-hmm. what the connection is, but not from this angle. Right. Like it feels a little bit like maybe they had different people, like different team members working on different areas. That would make sense. Maybe yeah. that that feels a little bit like that. So, 
Um, you, you know, you can't kind of get around to get this information. Um, you can go up to houses and you can either kind of break in, you can sneak in, you can talk your way in. You essentially want to get in to their house mm-hmm. um, and learn uh, that there is this connection between the Church of Red, which again, we haven't really heard of, mm-hmm. uh, and Nesco, and that the first citizen of Egg City has been fraternizing with the Church of the Red. Mm. Uh, so we have to go again, Mayor Quest. <laughs> it is, we are we are, we are in mayor world, nightmare world, day mayor world. Like it's all mayors all the time. Every time of day, there's a mayor for it. Yep. Yeah. Just a, a, mayor. a lot of municipal, um, municipal figures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is also like one of the strange places where like you can benefit from having your egg, your your, your egg suit on. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you've been trained to take it off. Like it's bad armor. Mm-hmm. And people treat you like an asshole when you have it on. But if you wear it, people actually are much more likely to like you here. Yeah. And the game never tells you this. You just have to notice that's what everyone else is wearing. Right. So it's kind of a neat neat little touch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, you kind of suss out that the Church of the, of the Red um, has mm-hmm. deep connections to Nesco. Um, mm-hmm. And that is kind of the, 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 the line that we're supposed to follow. Um, this area is just a real bummer if you don't have your social stats, though. Like your, 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 your egg suit will only get you so far. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, especially once you get to the, the first citizen, mm-hmm. because the, the first citizen is not going to, you know, it's not going to buy it. Like she's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get in, uh, you can either talk your way in, which is tricky. It's kind of, there's a stealth section. That's kind of like a shitty meta gear, yeah. um, where there are like spotlights moving. Um, and you just kind of have to avoid it. Uh, you can fight it. You can fight, but it's very difficult because your companions, we didn't mention this, but your companions wait for you. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't do group stealth. Mm-hmm. In this um eventually you you get into the inner sanctum where you can talk to the first citizen and it is another social boss fight yeah um it is kind of the opposite it's kind of neat to put these next to each other because this is somebody who responds very well to personal gain and arrogance and kind of genetic superiority yeah so if you can hit them very hard with exclusion is good then uh, mm-hmm. things will be very um things will be very smooth for you however yes. this will harm your relationship with Ariamaki. Uh, just yeah, because word yeah. gets back to him, he's not really sure what to believe. Yep, exactly. Like you have to kind of pretend to be something you're not in one of these two encounters. Mm-hmm. You know, this is kind of like a moral crossroads. Yeah. You know, which one is the truth, which one's lying. Um, you can eventually just get the information from her uh, about the Church of the Red. If you, um, you can also get into a fight, which we mentioned is very difficult. Um, there's also, if you've been doing side quests, you can actually instigate this gang war that merges Egg City and Corona. Um, which is a really great outcome. Um, all the quests and shops and stuff of Egg City will open up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really difficult to survive because this will trigger while you're there alone. Yeah. And there will be these kind of encounters of two parties fighting, and it's very hard not to get cro- uh, caught in the crossfire. Yeah. Um, and you have to walk kind of a very thin line in your dialogue um mm-hmm. to make this uh, not non-violent because there's the, the like no, like that there's no way to make it you know happen without fighting but like if you if you screw this up the people of the corona uh they exercise their frustration on egg city yeah yep you can it can turn into a slaughter it can be a real fearic victory yeah kind of thing so it's it's tricky it's hard to do there's like multiple different ways this can this can play out Mm-hmm. Um, for the main quest, we just need to, you know, by any, and you can actually sneak past the first citizen too. I didn't know you could do this until I was reading a fact, but yeah. there's a way to sneak past her and just hack her computer. It doesn't look like it because, uh, if you look at her, she's facing downwards and it looks like her cone of vision would cover the entire entrance mm-hmm. and it doesn't. 
Yeah. Like there's blind spots on the side and I don't know if there was supposed to be some kind of signaling or hinting there, but there's really not. Yeah. I mean, and you, your stealth has to be really high because you need to work at the computer while she's at it. Yeah. 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 Just kind of past her. Yeah. You know, waiting for her to look away and then you reach up and type a little bit and then alt tab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we now know where to go. Uh, we can go to the Church of Red, Church of the Red, rather. Yes. Um, and that is uh, a place down to the south of this. Even we're kind of moving continually south. And uh, yeah, this is our next kind of major. It's not really a town. It's more of like a combination of like a dungeon encounter spot. Yes. There. Yeah. Uh, so this is really unassuming from the outside. Uh, it's actually just an abandoned Dave and Buster's. And I have mm-hmm. no idea how they got that license. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Like it just, uh, well, and they got edible arrangements as well. Mm. So I feel like there's, I think there's probably a lot of tricking them into saying like, oh, we're going to, you know, present your, your company. Yeah. Kind of well, like product placement. And then we're going to fill it with, with deranged monsters. Yeah. Well, the superstation is, is a sensation that's sweeping the nation. Video games are the next big thing. You want to hop on this train early. Yeah. And then, yeah. Hell yeah, we do. Mm. Would you like a strawberry on a stick? <laughs> well, I guess I would, yeah. you know, win-win. Um, so it's a Dave and Buster's, um, and we, we kind of learn when we get in here, what the, the church of the red are. Yeah. Um, and these are human supremacists, right? Um, Um, you can join them and this is very strange and very daring. It's a little bit like, um, oh my gosh. Warrior dragon Uh, at the end. Yeah. Warrior dragon at the end or, um, Darwin, the search for the first garden. Um, yeah, we're just, you can, you can side with the crab people and then just, you know, evolve to live under the sea. Yeah. Which is a, I like non-standard game overs and games. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about this is that if you go into this, uh, because I, I had reached my companion limit mm-hmm. at this point, you know, I was trying to spec for everything to get as much content. Um, so if you go into this and you you have uh, you don't have Maya with you, it just you just kind of says you you gave up on your quest. It's very short, very short. Mm-hmm. If you have Maya with you, you get this splash screen of her stabbing you through the heart with her spear. <laughs> uh, that is still a game over. Like it's an ending. <laughs> just right. getting, you know mutilated uh-huh. uh for you know this portrayal like this person who is this is so contrary mm-hmm. you know to, to, to her values that she she kills you uh yeah. in a pretty bloody gross way yeah um i had that as my my desktop backdrop for a while actually <laughs> like it's pretty great yeah um they they really nailed the spray yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks it looks realistic yeah um it is good um so this is basically a dungeon uh that is kind of you know there's no real way to uh, unless you join them to convince them you're on your side, you know, you mm-hmm. can try to walk the line and say like, Oh, I'm just here for information or whatever. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like this combat gauntlet where you go deeper and deeper into this Dave and Busters. Um, there are a certain number of these, these cult members inside that you have to take out. And after a few turns, they, you know, they get reinforcements and they kind of break through the door to follow you. Mm-hmm. So you can block this door, um, get kind of a breather to explore rest or anything. And then you're on to the next cell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. uh, it's a lot of encounters in a row. Like you want to be at a decent level for this. Yeah. And if you don't take them out fast enough, they get a, uh, they get their own buff called euphoric. Um, yeah. and they, they, they get much more effective, especially when there are more of them in a, like in a room. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there, there's certain, like there's little Easter eggs in here as well. Um, there, you can fight, there's four identical, uh, members named Chan mm-hmm. that you can fight, um, that are like, pretty obnoxious yeah. uh, that you can run to. You not, won't necessarily run into the four chans, but like if you do, like it's, it's no, it's no good. Yeah. I mean, just re-roll um, like, just hope the random number number generator gets you better next time. Yeah, exactly. Cause you, I mean, you can save any time in this game. Yeah. We can talk about that, but like, and you want to, mm-hmm. you're, you're using old PC save kind of discipline. Yeah. Um, 
So it's one of the, this is one of those things where it's like if you're beelining, um, this is too harsh. If you've been doing side stuff, you're actually pretty good, you know. Um, regardless of which, you want to be able to get those breathers because there are arcade machines in here. It's a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Um, and they have mini games you can play. <laughs> I like the skee ball. The skee ball is really good. Yeah, skee ball is super good. Um, I got pretty good at risk uh, risk biscuit, hmm. which is the, the the one about the uh, the warring bakers, like the, the kind of like lemonade stand for. For two biscuit makers trying to <laughs> undercut each other, it doesn't it doesn't make much sense for them to do a lemonade stand in an arcade, but it works. Yeah, it's it's weird. It was, they make it arcadey. Mm. Like you're just setting prices at the right time, mm. the right amount. You know, it's reflex based. Yeah. Um, and you can some of these you get uh, you get tickets for not all of them. Some of them are just for fun. Yeah. Uh, but you get tickets, and if you if you bring them up to the counter, there's an automated uh, kind of robot at the counter, and you can exchange this for the BB Assault Rifle 15, which is the mm. most powerful non-energy weapon in the game. See, you always want to make sure. So you can't get both because the max tickets don't let you do this. I always, uh, instead of going with a BB uh, gun, mm-hmm. I get the mustache comb. That way I get mm. the dapper quirk. Which is good. Yeah. Like that, that's extremely good. Uh, just, you know, better chances on any uh, uh, encounter that is social. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very specifically, you know, uh, the, the sister series of this game, Fallout, they would do that with just people of the opposite gender. And this mm-hmm. one does not do that. So it's kind of weirdly progressive. For a game that has as much um, yeah. porn, yeah, <laughs> um, so. uh, and to get the best, uh, to, get, to get the best melee weapon in the game, uh, the best bat, I guess, because mm-hmm. there are there are other ones. Um, you go to the batting cage and then you just leave. You're like it, 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 it's not apparent that you can do this, but you can walk out in the middle of your round. You just take the bat with you. Yep, yep, and that's a that's that's an excellent bat. Yeah, so it's a really good thing for Hot Marl if you have Hot Marl with you. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of this dungeon, you go through these different rooms. You end up facing the boss of this, which is uh, Hammurabi of Mesopotamia. Hmm. And this is another kind of play on that. You can fight him. You can always fight him. Um, but this is also, if you want to go through a social thing, this ends up being kind of a play on the so you know the social encounters we've had so far. But, but it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It, it's, it's kind of meta. Yeah. <laughs> like so, you, you've been able to talk with everybody else, but the but like the difference is Hammurabi here. He doesn't actually like he, like nothing he says is in good faith. So just yeah. what about everything? Like it's exactly. like um, I've heard tell that there's a way to get your stats up high enough or to have some kind of. I just I I can't see how you'd do it. I, I don't think so. I think yeah. I think it, it it seems like it would be, but the game is trying to signal to you that it doesn't work, and it's really weird. The way mm-hmm. it does it is like your tax that you have. So when you say like, you know. Uh, uh, black on black crime is not actually an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's bloke on black crime. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell is that? Like they're misspelled. Yeah. They kind of try to hint that he is not operating in good faith. Right. Um, and it feels like it's presented as like um uh, like a but you mu- but but thou must thing. Like he says mm-hmm. like surely you'll debate me. You say no. He says well obviously in the marketplace of ideas you should win. And mm-hmm. he keeps kind of going on about that. You had to refuse debating him three times. Yeah. And then and then the punch options available. Yeah. Yeah, and his head explodes yes. uh, after you punch him, which is awesome. Yeah, the, uh, it's, just, it's it's silly. Like the game has been pretty grounded up until that point, mm-hmm. but this guy's a huge douchebag. Yeah, um, and I'm waiting for it. Yeah, it's it, it's a little bit like the six million dollar commando. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like just uh, just think like five times as many frames for Hitler's head exploding. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that one like like not only all as many frames but also the same amount of gruesomeness when hitler's head exploded and the fragments blew up pol pot's head in that game mm, yeah you know um so, super super good so you deal with him and you can also just fight him because again he's a prick and <laughs> if you have if respect for it like it's a fine fight yeah you know um after you deal with him uh, you can unlock his console he has a nesco console here 
which like, hmm. Um, and you learn about uh, the location of the super mutaniac base and their plans. Um, you know, there's a connection there. It feels a little bit arbitrary, but it's you're supposed to be making these intuitive leaps. Like, mm-hmm. okay, the the eggs to the Church of the Red, the Church of the Red to the super mutaniacs, mm-hmm. or, or to Nesco, Nesco to the super mutaniacs. Shit. You know, these, yeah. guys, these guys are no good. <laughs> yeah. There are hints that you – it's better hinted if you do side content. Yeah. But um, if, if you don't, uh, you have to kind of make those – connections yourself well something about the game there's a timer that goes on the longer that you're out like the more i guess the more rounds or the more ticks that it's uh the, the, that it's going the more super mutaniacs you find um yeah. and just like as that happens when there are more than one super mutaniacs on the screen it kind of seems like they're talking nonsense to each other uh but mm-hmm. you can uh just something about the tax help you discern um so like that's another way that you can g- uh, get these connections yeah like learn all of their 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 kind of dumb jargon yeah you know, and they're tough encounters, too. You want to, like, you know, it, it, the world being filled with them makes the world state diff- more difficult. Yeah. But if you're if you're lollygagging, you're also gaining strength, so it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. You just have to outrace them. <laughs> yep. Um, this is actually, uh, they want you to do a roundup of side quests. Yeah. Here. Uh, they uh, Afterwards, there's a message that feels like it's directly from the developers that just is talking about how tough this base is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they they also put a bunch of things on your map. So if there are side quest locations, um, there's like the Aussie area, which we talked about, um, the Coterie of Chrome outpost, which you talked about, uh, Crossroad Junction, Ground Zero. There's a bunch of them that they'll put on your map. Yeah. And they say, this is your kind of your last chance. Go do all these things. It's super cool. Like, I like this scene quite a bit because you, you, like, you, you crest an overlook, uh, to the Supreme Tanic base. And there's actually a corpse there with a smartwatch, like somebody else mm-hmm. who has been sent out. Uh, and that has all the map data in it. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, super cool. Like once, once you get there and that leads into like that cresting kind of scene where you see that and gives you the map data, that's where it gives you the option to continue, you know, to move on or not. If you decide to move on, we get this final kind of climactic encounter, uh, with the base, which we, we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, like this is, this takes forever. Mm-hmm. This is the game is going to start crunching everything yeah. you've done. But the way you do this final dungeon is determined by the game you played up until this point. Mm-hmm. Either turn back and go to all those map things, or you get the splash screen of you cresting this hill, all of your companions there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's there depends on what you've done. Right. Um, so if you, uh, you know, any gang that you've joined, any towns that you've helped, any any companions you've met, anything like that will have a representative there. Yeah. Um, and you can, uh, and also things you've done. Mm-hmm. Which are cool. Like, there's a side quest. Um, there's an egg that you can find where all the people there uh, were being gassed and they were living the same day over and over. Hmm. Um, if you got them to, if you went and liberated them and they went out into the waste, they did not join the Church of Red and then did not consequently join the Super Mutaniacs. And thus, the Super Mutaniacs have fewer members. Yeah. And you'll get like a report of this stuff. Like, it's it's really hammering home. Like, hey, the things you did mattered. Here's how. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed how the soundtrack changed. So I did a side quest. There was an old man who lived down by the river, um, mm-hmm. who, uh, was really sad because somebody stole his theremin. Mm-hmm. Um, and you actually had to like, uh, venture out, um, into, uh, like, like these abandoned factories ch- chasing this thing down. It actually changes the music for the final fight. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. He shows up to play soothing, dramatic theremin music. Yeah. You know, uh, for you for that fight. Like, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love how many of these don't actually affect the encounter. Like, mm-hmm. you have these these companions you've had with you, you know, and if you've done their side quests, like, you have a good idea of their character and stuff. Yeah. And you can dismiss them in a way that gives you no mechanical benefit. Right. Like, you can say, Maya, you know, you've been great. 
go check on your village. Like we might not come back from this. Yeah. And you think like, oh, she's going to give me her special spear or something like that. Nope. It just affects her ending. Like you just have to do it because you want to. Yeah. Well, if you have a bad break with one with one of your uh, companions and they leave in a huff, you know, because it's a mm. decision you made, they'll actually come back and give you a demerit. Yeah, yeah. They they can come back and and either you know warn uh, the base or in some cases join them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's one of the companions, and I can't. It's like it's just like a normal dude. Like I can't yeah, remember his name. Yeah, it was like, it's like a white guy. Yeah, like Randy or yeah, it's, it's something. There's a Randolph. Mm. Um, Randolph will actually join the super mutaniacs and you can fight a super mutaniac version of Randolph. Oh shit. Uh, like if you, if you piss him off enough, like, you can, uh, oh, oh, that's, that's the one with the beret. I think he shows yeah, yeah. up even if you don't, I think like he makes his way there regardless. Well, he shows up the, his way there regardless, but you can also, I think that there, that might be a sprite thing where there are multiple ones with berets. Oh yeah. So he shows up there regardless, but if he, if you pissed him off enough or if, if you pissed him off enough, he'll join them. If you didn't piss him off enough and he leaves anyway as kind of natural part of his quest, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually find his corpse uh, in a closet mm. uh, here, uh, which is just like crazy. Yeah. Like, just like, oh, that, that, that's what happened to that asshole. Yeah. Well, you know, he's he's like a gang. He's like a raider type. Yeah. Well, it's, like it's, guy, like, it's it's super sad if you fall on the wrong side of hot moral because he uses yeah. his advanced knowledge of people's genitals to uh, tag you in the ball so hard that you can't hit straight. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So like you're, you're you're like you get the nausea uh quirk and just like nausea all of your aim goes to shit. Yeah. 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 Parentheses E H dash dash uh asterisk. Yes. Yeah. Uh you know, in parentheses. And yeah, that's that's and that lasts for a really long time. Yeah. And sleeping that off means more super mutaniacs in the world. Yes. You know, so it's it's there's a there's a plus. So all of your companions, if you piss them off, they do something bad. If you've done something good for them, you do something good and you can actually have their best interest in mind. Yeah. If you want, which is pretty neat. Um, it takes forever. Yeah. Uh, it takes the game is calculating this. You just see the screen of you. Uh, <laughs> you watching this thing. Um, you can also once uh, the other thing, it takes a long time because once it calculates what your options are, you wait 45 seconds and then you choose your options mm-hmm. because you can also send your companions to go do things that will make it easier for the next part. Yeah. So if you want someone to be a distraction, you can send them to go be a distraction. All those things get calculated as well. Yeah. So it's like 45 seconds of load time, a menu, 45 seconds of load time, another menu. Like it's super glitchy and slow and shitty. Yeah. If you, if you, if you find out that one of the super mutaniac bosses is addicted to a particular drug, I think torque is what it is. You can, mm-hmm. you can send one of them off to poison it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they'll, they'll poison so, the torque supply yeah. and that's, it all helps. Like it all ends up being yeah. in the die rolls and like you get this feeling of spending the whole game stacking your advantages. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you mentioned, like you can pretty much like r- like run here from the beginning. Like there are yeah. speed runs. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. It's it, well, the the speed runs. If you've never looked into how they do it, it's kind of neat. Like they uh, take the the random number generator. Mm-hmm. So, like you always have at least like a point. I think it's it's not even one percent. I think it's point one percent is the minimum chance for anything. Mm-hmm. And they actually go and they stop at certain frames and use these sound cues to walk into the base on the right time. Mm. That gives you the success on all three of the checks you have to make. Okay. In the base. Yeah. So pretty neat. Yeah. Um, the base is broken up into three parts, um, entrance, infiltration, and Adler. And there's three different kind of encounters after a little bit of walking and some random encounters between them. Right. Um, so the, getting into the entrance is the first one. Um, and you have the, the basic ones. You have a bunch more, depending on what you have, but the ones that are minimum mm-hmm. um, are distraction, uh, bluff, assault, and faint. Yeah. Faint, I didn't understand at first. No, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the uh, it's the one that speedrunners use once they've set up that random number generator thing. Mm-hmm. 
what they were, they just need, I think it's just like a character spacing thing. Yeah. Um, it means get caught on purpose. Okay. So yeah. The, uh, and that it skips the next one and puts you right at the, the final encounter. Oh, wow. So, huh. Yeah. Um, which can be bad because the things you can do in the second encounter can affect that, that third one. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I like distraction quite a bit because you actually go uh, and gather materials to set up a fake party to stand in front of the gate. Then while they're coming out to uh, come after you, then you get them behind them. Yep. And the materials depend on who you have. Right. Right. So like the, the kind of materials you get, like you, you mostly just go to a town yeah. you know, to do that and, and, and you get them, but you have to get things that look like the people you have or it won't yeah. work. So if you have a crotch kind of with you, like you just have to pile up some shitty leather. Yeah, yeah, just a big pile of rotting garbage, you know, can can be you, Hot Marl. Um, the, uh, the next thing would be infiltration. It's once you actually get to the base. Um, there's stealth, assault, disguise, hack. Uh, disguise, if you have those leathers, mm-hmm. you can use those as well. Um, hack does a thing to the air filtration system, which is super cool, mm-hmm. um, which will take out the super mutaniacs, but also has a timer. You have to hold your breath. Um, if you get gas masks for everyone in your party, you can bypass that. Hmm. So... Yeah. Well, I, I, I hacked a different part of this. So I think it, like that, it depends which part of the HVAC you go to. If you go to mm-hmm. the other side, you can actually turn off the AC. Oh, um, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, super mutaniacs, cool. they run way too hot. Uh, so that'll yeah. actually like cause them to leave their posts. Well, they're big boys. Yeah. You know, so like, of course they, yeah, that, that makes tons of sense. Yeah. Um, that's really great. And you can actually, um, you know, again, cause anything you do is going to affect your characters as well. You can actually get past the debuff you get for that by de-equipping some items. Yeah. You know, if you take off some clothes, uh, you will not be as hot. Right. That. So, um, and ultimately all of this is leading up to getting up to the final boss, who is the leader of the Super Mutaniacs, a character named Adler. Yeah. Um, and Adler is pretty similar to, to Hammurabi, who we just fought. Um, he's a super, but he's a super mutaniac. He's kind of part machine. Mm-hmm. He's, he's melded with this. And this is another thing where, depending on what you've learned, uh, how you play the game, you'll have different ways to kind of uh, deal with him. It's really um, weird. I think maybe they reused the sprite, but Adler is also eating out of an old jar of mayonnaise, like like Gre- Grelbo was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the, mayo, the mayo's be, green. It could just be also that that could be lore stuff too. Oh yeah, because Gre- Grelbo's not connected, but also he has a little bit because he's a slaver, mm. and we know that they both slave. Like that could have been you know, been part of the pipeline. Yeah, part of the pipeline or part of like a novel that never got written. Yeah. You know, uh, stuff of this. Uh, so basically, um. You he starts off talking to you. You automatically start talking, mm-hmm. and you can either uh, work him up into a fight or talk him down. Yeah, uh, through this. And if the uh, the big trick, if you did do that faint, if you got kidnapped mm-hmm. here and sent in or fake kidnapped, you don't have your companions right with you, and your companions get fucked. Oh yeah, like, yeah. like if you're if you're not around to like make sure nothing bad happens to them, like you you I think you automatically get their their worst non fuck you ending. Like the fuck yes. you ending would be like if you piss them off over the course of the quest. Yes, you get, you get their death ending essentially. Yeah, you know, and and speedrunners don't care about that because they don't have a companion by the right. time they get there, and they're speedrunners. They don't even care about the you know animals. So, <laughs> um, so he is. This is a like a rhetorical like again debating if you want to fight him you can Mm -hmm. talk him to a fight if you want to talk to him it is this like kind of rhetorical philosophical debate where he is presenting these 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 kind of facts uh you know this logic these things that sound right Mm -hmm. uh, on first blush but don't actually make sense within the context of the world you live in yeah yeah 
um, you get the sense he's been locked away for so long that he has forgotten that everything, that not everything is perfectly predictable. There's a, not everything. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything is perfectly predictable and that people out there actually like suffered and worked for stuff. Yeah. You know, like, and they just didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you're like making so. an appeal for humanity really is what you're doing. Yeah. Like the game does a good job of presenting these, like these different communities out in the world. And like, if you've grown some affection for them, you can argue for them mm-hmm. out there. Um, and he's basically the way he's talking essentially is just like, makes sense for him in the position he has, but not for anyone else. And he right. is like universalizing his position. Yeah. And you know? I mean, so we're, we're, we're heaping a lot of sugar on this. By this point, I was going and like washing dishes while in between turns while I was yeah. calculating this stuff. Yep. It's super slow. Um, through there. And it makes it easier just to fight him. Yeah. You know, at that point, like just go through and, and get into a turn-based combat thing where it stops calculating quite as much there and, and fighting him. Um, if you fight him, uh, you, you kill him. Uh, your little sprite, it doesn't do it in a cutscene, but your sprite walks up and, and stomps on his head. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, he, he pretty much is like if somebody sneezed on a computer monitor. Yeah. He's, it's, it, and he's gross. He's that already. And then he gets grosser. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you, uh, if you talk him down, it ends, he says, you know, you give me a lot to think about. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. Like he 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 basically gives up on his goal for turning back time to before the war using is, like, super mutant axes as as enforcers, right? Like it's it says that, but if you do that, um, the ending slide says the 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 church and and himself come back. Hmm. So it's it's a temporary victory at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he like you can't really change his mind. Yeah. The um. So after you do one of those two things uh, with this guy, you get the that's the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um. Unfortunately, it's it's kind of before it was the style of the game to let you keep playing. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the, you know, like you can't go to your 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 side quest. Um, you get ending slides, uh, which will become a series feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have no idea how they accounter for so many of these things. Like, I would want to see, like, it couldn't be a single flowchart, right? Yeah, yeah, like just just how many there are for each person because yeah. they're they're very detailed. And it really gets more um, complex after this, too. Yeah. Yep. There, there, and there, there's a couple of them they always have. So, like as we mentioned, there's the 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 bad ending. There's the death ending for them um there's also uh one if you if you know depending on how much they liked you so there's like you piss them off ending mm-hmm. you know and there, there's cool things where like people can like swear vengeance yeah you know on you and it just it doesn't really it just kind of sets it up we, we don't actually do anything with that it's just like mm-hmm. you know the uh, uh mr pib hated your character so much that he went on to you know swear vengeance and they, <laughs> they show a little slide of him uh you know polishing a seltzer bottle he's, he's uh, like over carbonating <laughs> yeah yeah, just pumping the the soda stream mm-hmm. and just it just making that that burp noise like really really loud. Yeah, um, he just keeps doing it. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the obviously there the, there's always the one that says uh, conflict conflict has remained static. Yep, yep. War changes all the time. Yep. The uh, the uh, you you can you get all these these different kind of things afterwards. You get a big XP thing which you can't do anything with. Yeah, it just kind of to make you feel good. And uh, you, he- it shows you heading back to the the original egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is like we know something now. Mm-hmm. Like this this thing that was our home, our mission was kind of a sham. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this whole thing, this this uh, kind of encapsulated privileged community that we're part of is actually part of this issue that's facing the world. Yeah, uh, like its very existence, you know, like 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 we saw in Egg City, right? Um, mm. It's very existence um, necessarily causes people to suffer. Um, yep. And you think, okay, I'm going to be going back home and it's going to be pretty straightforward. Reunite with my family who didn't really seem to care that much about me. 
Uh, but no, mm-hmm. that's not how that's not how it pans out. Yeah, yeah, because you you had to debrief. Yeah, the mother hen shows up, um, and this is it shows up like a random encounter. It uses the same kind of cadence, and you can just kind of choose. Again, you don't really do much with this. It's just what kind of role playing end you want for your character. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can uh, you can you can kill him. Um, you can threaten to expose him. You can bargain with him. Um, he will like give your family a place of prominence within the egg. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that will, uh, you know, if you keep his secret you can confront him and you get the sense that like, they just didn't have the information to do the foreshadowing for the second one at this point. Like they didn't yeah. know what they were doing. Um, cause it's, it's pretty terse. Yeah. Um, I like that you just, I like that you have a choice at the end, even if it doesn't have a mechanical effect. Yeah. Well, I mean, it lets, it lets you express, uh, kind of how your relationship with this concept has changed over time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, yeah. you know, you, 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 you leave the, the comparison, like inside the egg, it's super nice. You go, you go to the, to the wasteland where it's a bunch of hardship, but then you realize, uh, through your travels that there is, that there is good that comes out of that hardship. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite aspect of this. So if you, uh, make him raise your family to prominence within the egg, he becomes your butler. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. You can, you can, uh, you can, you can, you know, it, it shows it again, you get your final ending slide for your character mm-hmm. and they're, you're actually using him as a footrest. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty baller, but you're still perpetuating, you know, the system. Yeah. Um, and as we'll find out in the second one, again, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, Nesco did have plans for your egg. Oh yeah. Like something else happens uh, with, with that. So um, you you can encounter uh, encounter him as well, and it kind of does uh, it. You know, it it kind of like God from the machine too. Like it mm-hmm. kind of assumes that all the endings for him were true. Yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of has its cake and eats it too. Yeah. When when you run into him, but. It's really neat that they set it up. Yeah. Um, like that. And then, and that ends up, that's Atomic. Yeah. Uh, the main quest of Atomic, like so much yeah. of the bulk happens. I mean, like this is really just a primer for the next episode that you're going to hear, which is all of the, uh, all the side quests and companion quests. Yeah. Like little short stories. Yeah. Which, which are, which are great. Like a lot of the short stories, some of them, you know, are not narratively satisfying, but they tend to do a neat game thing. Mm-hmm. And you do meet a lot of like charismatic kind of characters. Like it's neat to go into these settlements and see how they, you do that in this game too, but or this part, of this episode, but like, see how yeah. these settlements have adapted to yeah. this world. There, I mean, there, there's one of them that I like. I've not seen. I've not seen any other game do it. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, super cool. Yeah, so like, it's it's you know, looking look forward to the next episode. You know, if this game didn't have that side stuff, like, would it still be worth playing? Eh, like it, we lost over a bunch play. of stuff. Yeah, we lost over a lot of like just encounters and glitches and slowdowns, like a couple hard locks mm-hmm. that happened to me, which is like, this is not an emulator. How does that happen? You yeah. know? And then <laughs> if you, you know, I was saving like a motherfucker, mm-hmm. you know, and definitely lost, you know, nothing big, but definitely lost like, you know, 10, 15 minute chunks of content with some frequency. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a kind of a glitchy mess and it just does everything better in the second one. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, the, the, the opinion of the, like the fan community that this is kind of a curiosity, I think, I think holds true, even if there are mm-hmm. really good, you know, things about, you know, to, you know, to recommend this, it just, it's implausible that they managed to accomplish this much on the superstation in fucking 1992, man. Yeah. 1992. I was 12. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's bonkers. Um, and it, it's something where like, I have a lot of affection for it because I like the series, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I do, but it's not something, you know, I, it's not an objective affection. Yeah. No. Not that there's any such thing. No, no. But I mean, you know, it's but, important to recognize. That, you know, yeah. Exactly. It's just, it, like, it is one of many factors that go into kind of the final summing up that we do. Yep. 
Yeah. So it's it's a the next, I think I think the side stuff does make this worth playing. Mm-hmm. You know, to a degree, and the, the curiosity. Um, otherwise, though, I think two. You know, the, the Superstation Plus entry on this is a must play. Yeah. Stone Cold Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward to the reboot. Um, I'm a little bit worried about it, but hopefully they maintain at least some of the the feeling of of kind of freedom to it. Yeah. It's hard for me to imagine being able to. Like, unless they do it like I got it from the machine thing, I don't know how they're going to make it feel like you can handle encounters in multiple ways. I just you I know? just cannot underline enough how well this is going to go, and everybody's yeah. going to be happy with it. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. I hope you're right. I'm optimistic as hell. Yeah. Um, what, are we, uh, what are we doing next time, Cole? Well, Gary, uh, next time we are doing um, cl- a classic, um, a, a classic platformer, Ultimate Ombre. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm way into that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's the, a long-running series, you know, mm-hmm. but it's one that we both have a lot of affection for. We've covered other entries in the series mm-hmm. uh, before, yeah. um, but we wanted to uh, to actually get in and uh, and do the beginning. Yeah. Um, Gary, what are we doing after Ultimate Ombre? Um, after that, we're doing a two-parter. Uh, oh, so after that's the response. Episode. Oh, of course. Um, and then uh, for the, the beginning of the next month, we're doing a two-parter on Ultimate Fantastica Strategy. Hmm. Um, so that's going to be, uh, that's one of my favorite games. I've been looking forward to doing that for a yeah. long time. It's part of ultimate month. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then after that, we're doing, uh, what, uh, we're doing a guidance game. So we've already done a bunch of the ultimate Fantastica, uh, mainline mm-hmm. entries. We're kind of doing guidance. That's kind of the theme for that month. Yeah. Yeah. So two parter in that. And then what are we closing that out with? Uh, we're going to be closing it out with, um, chocolate racing. So, you know, Ooh, those, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the candy birds, um, that, mm-hmm. uh, populate the ultimate Fantastica world. Um, you get to, uh, ride around in those and it's actually a very, I don't, I don't recognize that song you're humming. It's a, it's like a remix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of those remixes that changes the melody. Cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like they did. Jelly Bean remix. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, looking I forward to that. It wrong too, so. yeah, it's it's going to be super breezy, but yeah, I, yeah. Just, I, I, I love them candy birds, man. Yeah. That's super cute. Yeah. That's going to be very fun. Um, if you have anything to say about any of those games we're covering, it is too late uh, for, for ultimate ombre, mm-hmm. but it is not too late for any of the ultimate Fantastica games. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us up at deckfeed.tv slash contact. Yeah. If you want to support the network, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv mm-hmm. and kicking us a couple bucks. Yeah. Um, any amount is helpful. Yeah. And Gary, uh, you write books. Uh, you can go to powerworlds.com. And yes. uh, what's your most recent one? Uh, my most recent one is actually uh, based on this game. Mm. Uh, Atomic. Is I just I just took the name <laughs> straight from the game. Yep. Um, and that, that should show up on the website very soon. I'm working on that. Um, probably by the time you hear this, it will be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, though, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash store to get that. Or you can get the game I've done on a previous uh, thing. We did a whole series yeah. uh, of, of episodes on Souls of Darkness, and I wrote a book about that as well. Yeah. Uh, you can get that there, too. Cool. Yeah. Um, ratings, reviews, uh, that's all helpful. Telling <laughs> your friends. All good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, until next time, who yeah, is, you, who is uh, Sick Dog? Why is who, my who dog? Is, why, is, dog? <laughs> why, why is my dog sick? Yeah, why is my? You know, <laughs> you know, who, who is Eddie's dog from Christmas Vacation? 